I'm just gonna play this full blast throughout the whole show. <laughs> like, can we play this song? Like, <laughs> are, are, am I gonna get angry and, and want to hurt you after this? <laughs> well, I don't think so. I mean, this song is like, uh, as as the prosecutor says, like misogynistic. Uh... <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll go first with this. I I did enjoy the movie we're gonna we're gonna review today. I did too. I did oh, okay, good, good, yeah. good, good. Um, of course we're talking about uh, the Academy Award nominated Anatomy of a Fall, and that's uh, one of the yeah. uh, one of the things we're gonna look at today. Which I believe is a double entendre in this case. Gosh, I guess yeah. You know the funny thing is it is. You're right. I thought it was gonna be Anatomy of a fall uh, and she was going to break down at some point it was going to yeah, be her I, fall uh, yeah. uh, mentally or, or yeah that's what i i mean it kind of is too though because in the end she does have that breakdown it's like yeah it's a fall of somebody but plus obviously it's the case it's a part it's an yeah. important part of the case so it's like a double entendre yeah uh this is bivon i'm leonard and i'm gregory and that's one of the movies we're going to take a look at today plus uh the fish episode <laughs> from the beer. Oh boy, man! I, I mean, I mean, you warned, you told me, like you warned me, <laughs> you warned me. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? It's a tough. Yeah, one. it's super tough. It's like, it's like an unnecessary episode. Yeah, especially with the. I, I think I don't. I mean, we know they're we know they're traumatized with the mom. I don't know yeah, if I, yeah. need, I need to see the mom. And yeah, I don't know if I need yeah. To see the mom portrayed by Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my god! Everybody, <laughs> everybody in this is like special guests, like. Uh, <laughs> It's got the uh, Go Better Call Saul. Everybody's yeah. in this movie episode. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a tough one. I tell you, it's a tough one. It's a tough. It one. is. It is. And then we're gonna look at. Is it the 40th anniversary of uh, of of uh, the warning? That is correct. It has been 40 years. You're gonna have to help me out with that. I, I looked at the lyrics. I don't understand what's going. On. No, I never. I've never. Yeah, the lyrics are all over the place. It's supposed to be fantastical, but it's kind of like. I guess they're starting to push more towards like, hey, let's get away from the fantasy now. Like the D and D's like over. Like, uh, like it's time to like start like pushing on to other subjects. Isn't this supposed to be a concept album? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think the next one. I I want to say that the next one is probably their first taste of a concept album. Really? Yeah, but it's not Operation Mindcrime that it is officially a concept album. The warning's a concept album. I feel. No, I don't think so. It's loosely, like, it's loosely strung themes together. It's just like fantasy, like <laughs> like lamenting fantasy. And uh, I, gosh, there was I was going to mention this, but uh, I just saw this recently. There was a there's like the demo for the for the warning. I guess I, I guess they put out it's like oh, a yeah. bootleg, unreleased demo. And uh, oddly enough, it's missing uh, uh, probably arguably probably their their biggest song, uh, "Take Hold of the Flame." It wasn't a part of these demos, and it was replaced by a song that would become a single after that's kind of associated with the, with the album, even though it's not on there, it wasn't originally. And that's a prophecy. Uh-huh. So that was on the demos. Uh, so we got those three on our uh, to-do list for our agenda. Then we got some current events uh, starting out with the, Oh, let's start with the beer first. What are we, what oh, yeah. are we doing? Yeah. First Amazing. Yeah. Oh gosh. I put it far away. Grab something quick. Like, Okay, I got the uh, caramel in color. This is the, the metal jar. Well, there's a lot of this. So, like, 
I feel like you might be tricking me. Is this like uh like the Bevon <laughs> beer? Like uh, <laughs> there's a lot in here. I gotta figure out what the heck I gave you. Let me go look at my uh, key. Like yeah, this is the uh, metal the metal uh jar. Okay. I got it. I got two hands in here. I'll just read this off to you. Of course, this is a definitely not a stout though. Definitely not a stout. I'll tell you that. I mean, the coloring—it's too caramel. It's too like light. That's a good uh, morning beer. Past the yams, barrel aged old ale with yams, vanilla, uh-huh. maple syrup, spices, brown sugar, and maple flavor by the brewery. Oh, sixteen point five percent alcohol by volume. Oh, God, of course I can't open it. Didn't you loosen these? <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. Wow, man, my yeah. strength is gone. Yeah. I have to pack these in, man. in sippy yeah, gotta, cups for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not even kidding, man. I, yeah. I look for an alternative mode of transport. <laughs> I need, like, bionics now. Oh, yeah, they have that stuff. Yeah, they. I I got one of those things to twist the jars off, and I can't even oh, yeah. use that to twist the jar off. So, like, getting a grip on that's bad enough. To look at an alternative uh, mode of transport. All right, you got that? Yes. It smells sweet. Yeah, this is I a weird one. This is like a, almost like a seasonal type, um, something assuming, like festive beer. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a fall. It's a fall beer. Okay. All right, here we All go. Right. Cheers. Present. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, yeah, very sweet. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The dessert, uh, aperitif, a dessert. Am I getting beer? the yams? I am kind of. I am getting the yams. It's like um, like the pie. What's it yeah. like? Um, yeah. What's it? It's not called like what is it? What sweet potato pie? Yeah, sweet potato pie, yam pie. Yeah. yeah. Pie. It's all gourd. Yep. Yeah, I always uh, get those confused. It's the same, right? So, is sweet potato a yam? Oh, is wait. this a different name? I think sweet potato and a yam are similar, but they're not gourds. Those are those are root vegetables, like a potato, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're not oh, gourds. Yeah, right. gourds are hollowed out. Like a... my bad. <clears throat> uh, all right. First on our uh, current events is uh, the car that the Carl Weathers man. We yeah, were talking about that. That's kind of out of the blue too, because he was. I mean, he's been acting. He's you know recently, so it's not like he's been out of the game for a while. Yeah, he. How, did you find the, an age? How old was he when he passed away? Seventy six, I think. Oh, I believe boy. he was seventy. That's not that old, is it? No, I thought he was. I mean, he was looking good, you know. Seventy. I didn't realize he was that old, though. But I guess, I guess Sylvester's similar to. I guess they're both kind of close, but um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was that old, but um, yeah. Uh, I so, guess he's starring in a Super Bowl commercial, and they're talking about having to do some edits on it since he passed away. And I don't know what the content was, but I guess maybe. Uh, well, they I, could always add the uh, the addendum, the uh, like you know, like uh, it, can you do that like in a, in an ad? Like and put in like in, in memory of. I mean, obviously it's done in movies all the time, videos and movies. But in an ad, it's kind of weird, actually. Well, uh, Carl Weathers is a, is a fairly known actor. I think. I think everyone has mm. seen Rocky. I mean, that's probably his biggest True. role. True. True. And if you haven't seen Rocky for the younger generation, then you probably say, "Oh, it's the guy from Mando," which is kind well, of that's a, correct. Kind of, a, yeah. cr- kind of a criminal, uh, yeah. uh, association. Yeah, cause I think I mentioned that to somebody who was relatively younger, and she was like, "Oh, the guy from Mando," and I'm <laughs> like, "No, you mean the guy from Rocky and the Predator? What do you mean?" Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna go over some of his uh, filmography real quick, uh, just to kind of look at the retro for his career. Uh, remember, we just and we just saw him in Closing Canners. Remember, he was like, "Oh, the, that's right." The, the soldier. We, we were arguing if whether. I think he was filming that at the same time he was doing Rocky, I think. Weird. Or, or one of the and so it was like, wait a minute, like is like like hey, like like hey, like uh, like I need to go try out for the role over there. 
Yeah, very weird because he has a minor role in Close Encounters. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously a, a starring or a co-starring role in as the antagonist in Rocky. So yeah. uh, 76 Rocky, of course, Apollo Creed, Close Encounters, Force 10 for, from Navarone, hmm. uh, and then Rocky 2, 3, and 4. And yeah. then, um, you know, obviously all big, uh, big roles, uh, except for, I guess, part four, because he, unfortunately, you know, he has the accident. Yeah, but that's Rocky. like his big accident, though. That's, you know, that's like, like throw the towel. Like, that's like his big exit. So, like, I mean, you know, he dies in Rocky Four, So it's like, a, it's like and he winds up being like, a, uh, like, because of him, like, now Rocky has to, like, win now. And that was the height of uh, of uh, Cold War eighties. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean they got Dolph Lundgren, who's not Russian, but he was, <laughs> he was like the <laughs> he was the perfect villain. Uh, and in nineteen eighty seven, Predator, of course, as oh, yeah. uh, Dylan, opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger, which we enjoy. Uh, and then had his, I guess, solo movie. Remember Action Jackson? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Had a solo movie. I got who is is like uh, Apollonia or Vanity in that. You know, I think you're right because he's like protecting somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. You're right. It's one of it's. Gosh, it's I, I want to say prince. it might be vanity. It might be vanity. It's one of those oh. prince proteges. Yeah, I think it's vanity, but I could be wrong though. Uh, Happy Gilmore, which we're talking oh, yeah, about. Oh yeah, yeah. See, see, like when we're just talking about, remember we're just talking about yeah. Happy Gilmore. Like, I, I don't think yep. I've seen that movie, but I know he's in it because like every once in a while, like like somebody will 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 do a gif of him in the movie. Uh, and in all sorts of TV appearances, he was in Good Times. Um, huh? He was in the Six Million Dollar Man. He was in Kung Fu, really? Starsky and Hutch, Barnaby Jones. Oh, uh, he had his own show called Fortune Dane. I don't know if you remember that. Oh show. man, no, I, I would have to see like the like the opening and stuff of him. Uh, was on the Shield, Arrested Development, Law and Order, Magnum PI, uh, and then of course the last big one was uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah. He's been around so quite, for a while. Yeah, quite a big uh, career span for uh, for Carl Weathers. I would say the most iconic for me, obviously, is uh, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, it's the most iconic. Uh, let's see. Are we going to do a retrospective? We might go re- revisit Rocky. It wasn't the last time you seen Rocky one. No, it's been a while. It's been yeah, it's been a long while. What year? What year was that released in? I think it's seventy six. Okay, so no anniversary. Uh, we can't throw it in as an anniversary. What year movie. was four? But then he, I mean, he dies now. But what year was uh, four? 85. So that's kind of oh, off. So that's off by you. <laughs> You're like, oh, just like so I close. thought that might have been 84 because that's when the, the heat of like uh, like American nationalism was strongest right there. Uh, did you see that Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters trailer? Yeah, there was like three or four. I guess the final one. I, I assume, you know, I, I saw the final one. I had saw the one prior to it where, where yeah, everybody's we, back like in the movie, yeah. including Annie Potts. Like somehow they found her like uh and she's back so, now. Obviously, everyone except for the late uh, Harold Ramis. That is correct, and I guess that's why they got the with the 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 actress, the young girl to play to play like his niece or something uh, like that. Oh, I see. And she looks, you know, and they make her look like him. She's got the curly hair and the glasses. So, and then they got, I guess, the jerk guy from the first one is now the mayor. I'm assuming. Wait, that's the a, jerk? That's a, dude, that's a dude from Die Hard, right? The reporter guy. Is oh yeah, he's the one that's mentioning like you can't have like the girl hanging off the car or something like that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering what he was. Yeah, yeah. I guess I think he's like right. a prosecutor. Yeah. I think or like a like environmental, part of an environmental agency in the first he one. Was I think. A, oh, I don't even remember. Yeah, I guess it's been a while since I've seen Ghostbusters, so I don't even remember him in the movie. Isn't he the one that says like shut down the grid and like uh, like you don't want to do it? It's like the Twinkie. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I think I think he's the kind of one of the antagonists in the first one. Now he's the mayor. He's the one in charge oh. of, of the city. Yeah, they put they really got everybody back. Uh, the, more, the, did you see oh, the no, last Ghostbusters? Wait a minute, they're missing Harold Ramis. I think was because he there? passed. Yeah, he passed away. Remember? Oh my gosh! I just, is he really I just said that. I just said that. Is he really dead? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, did you see the last one? No, I didn't see the last <laughs> one. I didn't see the last two. It was like two. No, I haven't seen them. So I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen the prequel of this one. So nah. Yeah, it's a, I don't think that. I mean, we even even streamed the first one. So this was another skip. I know Paul Rudd's in this. Oh well. yeah, yeah. I think back. he's like the main new character. Uh, let's see. What do we got for beer news? Um, I just did that cycle interview with uh, Doug Dozark from Cycle yesterday. I have to put that up uh, in the next year or two. Pretty nice guy. Just talking about the uh, the Barrel Age Beer Day and uh, and the Dark Embrace Invitational that's going on. Gosh, coming around the corner. Four, oh, five, that's. Do you remember? I like I texted you. Yeah, like a, a couple of days ago, and I was like, I had saw the cycle thing on there, and I was wondering, I was like, wait a minute, are you going to cycle? Like, so I was a little confused by what that, that you were oh. actually putting that down as an interview cycle. Yes, it'll be the first uh, interview of the year. Okay. Been, we've been hit and miss with dates trying to schedule that, but we did it yesterday. There were some more technical difficulties, too. I think my computer, gosh, it might be toward the end of the line for Uh-oh. my computer. Oh. <laughs> is, that star, is that the Star Wars one? Like, you don't want to get rid of that because <laughs> it's like Star Wars. Like, I'm not getting I rid know. of it. Yeah, but you probably for, do for an upgrade, though. You need, like, a faster, you know. Yeah, I've had system. it for about five, six, seven years, something like Oh, yeah, that. that's, past the, that's past the due date. <laughs> I told you I upgraded the RAM and the uh, yeah. I pulled out the uh, the hard drive for uh, um, uh, SSD. And yeah. And it made a yeah. huge difference with the performance, just those two upgrades. Yeah, but eventually, like, everything starts getting, because everything's tied <laughs> to the motherboard. Yeah. You know, so everything's tied like, oh, like I can't get like a, especially on a laptop, you really can't get like a, the video card. It's almost impossible to upgrade it on a, on a laptop. Very few that you can do that. A lot of times it's hardwired. Like, I don't know if you have a video card. It might just be like the, like the Intel graphic chip, which is, you know, kind of crappy, but yeah, it's probably time for a, for an upgrade. Yeah. Almost nothing is upgradable on the motherboard on these laptops oh, yeah. and they, they design yeah, yeah, them yeah. that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're kind of stuck with that's why you know that's why people do prefer the uh, desktops because they, you know you can they're more configurable. God, is it time for me to get a desktop? I, I don't think I could handle that's too like heavy. I, I, the laptop's perfect for like me nowadays, but uh, yeah, but if you're like a gamer, you definitely want a, a desktop. Uh, Dawn of a Dark Day is a now. I, I think I I kind of pushed them into a now to revealing their date. I think it's uh, March thirtieth uh, next month. Um, so that's their 10th anniversary. That'll be their 10th anniversary. So I'm imagining it's going to be a big to do. Yeah. 10. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. So Highland Park Club, I got to go pick up their, we haven't had any of those beers. Oh yeah. I was expecting, oh yeah. I thought, I thought one or two of these would be, uh, well, I mean, I'm not saying they're not, because it's possibly you could put Highland Park in here, right? Yeah. Not not for sure. Oh, (laughs) I got to go down there. Apparently they're doing a bottle share for their club members, uh, later this month. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I bought. It's pretty cheap. It's sixty bucks for a brunch. Uh, they give you feed you. They give you unlimited pours of their beer, and then it's a bottle share. Nice, Not bad, right? Yeah, the bottle share hasn't. It's been a while since uh, <laughs> the bottle share thing has been like. I mean, I mean, I think you were doing them with like the uh, like the like the uh, what's the one brewer uh, beer place we used to go to, like um, the one Mo and. Uh, didn't they have like? Didn't, oh. didn't he have like bottle shares? Were you were you able to bring beers to that, or was that yeah. like his stuff? 
No, because he was, he was, he had partnered up with Air Lodge, and they did yeah, for the Air yeah. Lodge anniversary. They did a bottle yeah. share. Yeah, yeah. That's when he was saying bring out dollies and dollies of dollies. Pieces of beer. <laughs> Jeez. He had bring out brought out like magnums of uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh like supplication and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but oh oh oh, I was gonna, I forgot to tell you I forgot to tell you this. I went to I went to Plaza the other day. Oh. Look for some cycle for my interview because I figured yeah. they might have some there, mm-hmm. dude. That, I think they're out. They might be out of the craft beer business. No. Yes. No way. <laughs> yes. They, they have another loc. Wait, which which location did you go to? I'm sure the one by the Amon. The Amon. Oh, okay. Yeah, Maybe they just focused on the uh, the the beach one. Was not they have one by the beach now? Yeah. Yeah. Newport Beach, maybe somewhere out there. Yeah, they might yeah. just be focused on that. Uh, they might just be done with the uh, that one. Wow, I was I was a little it had a little tear in my eye. Oh, oh wait the, a minute. Uh, so you went you went there and is it just like a store now? Like uh or is it just um, not even there? It's just there's beer there, but not it seemed like they were missing stuff that they that I would be able to find. Like normally when you walk into the front of the store, they have like a bunch of barrel aged stuff. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And I think I've seen cycle there before. So I'm like, okay, I'm sure be able to find some cycle for the interview there. Yeah. And uh, man, it seemed like uh Either they were depleted from from purchasing, or they're just kind of trying to transition out of the at least at mm-hmm. that location. They would have, have to you, check out the yeah. They, they might have moved the stock over though, so that's I mean they may have said like, hey, let's just put make this more of a store. You know, put the snacks back over. You know, we'll get rid of. You're right because they had like the uh, the warm section, what I call like the aisles. So are you saying that's all gone now? Like the aisle sections? All right, because uh, obviously they had all the uh, the freezers. So I yeah, assume those they, are still there. They have the two freezers, and that's pretty much about it. Only two? Yeah. They had like a bunch of them. They had like a whole a whole wall of them or two no, no, walls. No, 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 no. They still have the two rows, but oh, then okay, okay, they used okay. to have beer on the other side and then they have yeah. beer in the middle and then they yeah. beer at the front and all that. And then they had the beer behind the behind uh, the thing too, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. all that's pretty much all good. Yeah, at the end of the aisle and in one of the aisles it was like the like I call it like the shelf beer. That was the shelf beer, like it was on the is in one aisle and at the end of the aisle and behind the glass, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, Highland Park's doing that, that, uh, brunch bottle share thing at the end of this month. I, oh my God. It's like, only six, it was, yeah, it's only 60 bucks. It was cheap. Like, what are you taking down there? Like, like, uh, got to take some age rate theory or something down there? You know, I think we, I think we drank it we all. We drank it all. <laughs> it's like, oh, gone. it's gone, McReady. Uh, you know, it's you funny something. I, after talking to Degas, it was a little depressing because we started talking about like the future state of craft beer. Um, and I start thinking about like when I bring beers to bottle shares now, there's not that awareness of oh, this is a whale. Are there really? Oh yeah, yeah. Are there really for the new craft beer club? Are there anything? Is there such a thing as a whale anymore? Or is that not, an antiquated not, not term? really? Not I mean, unless it's really truly an exclusive that's only going to be sold at an event, and I mean that's probably gonna, and even then you don't know if it's going to be good. You know, a whale. What's uh, what, what's the word I want to use? A connotation that. It's going to be good. Like, so, you know, so you don't even know, like you may get like, you may go to, let's just say you go to any, like a, like a random beer festival and they have like, oh, we got a barrel aged beer. We're going to give to you. You know, it's like only you're going to get it because it's part of your ticket. Yeah. And, but it's not, but it's not good though. So like, is that's not a whale. It's just a rare beer, but it's not a whale. So. Well, you know. if, I, if I, like, I'm interesting in that times where I've, I've brought out the duck, duck goose. Oh yeah. On, yeah. on occasion. That's a white whale. And yeah. people don't even know what that is anymore. Really? <laughs> well, I think that makes it even more valuable. If you don't no, know what it not is, not if no one you... knows what it is. Yeah, but that's that's the point. Because then after they're gonna be like, oh, 
I didn't even know. Oh, they'll go, they'll like untap it and they'll be like, why is, oh, it's 4.6. No. Oh, no, I think, uh, gosh, I think the newer kids don't understand the concept of the, of the exclusivity anymore. I don't think. Yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, things have changed and they've progressed. And back in the day you had to trade for all, you know, you had to trade and people had to wait in line. You had your, your meals. It's, it's easier to get a lot of the beers now from all around the country. I mean, you know, with the, you know, Tavor, I think Tavor is the one that kind of opened that whole thing up. You know, and even like the half the halftime, you know, it's 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 easier to get beers from 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 across the America now. There's no longer that. Unless it's something like, I mean, gosh, even even dark. I think Dark Lord was uh, being oh, sold yeah. on halftime. So even really? that's yeah, like surly stuff is yeah. I was like, wait a minute, uh, the new um, uh, the revolution stuff, like the barrel age, oh, yeah. um, like other that was all being sold. It sold out real fast, and I, I missed a chance to get it. But they had all that barrel age stuff on there, and I think Tavor had it too. But uh, that's uh yeah, but so so now you you know do you do you, you don't really need it's got to be a very rare beer. Gosh, maybe like um uh Hunaday. That's probably still like one because you got to be there to get that. Yeah, I just I just I, I don't know what I would take to a bottle share because normally you go come on let's face it you go there to kind of flex and uh, yeah yeah it's like, well, it's that's like what uh, I say. you take like the anniversary beers and like the, the the stuff that you can only get at the at the place you, you, like if it's available on uh, on uh, uh, Tavor you don't want to bring that it's got to be something that you get at the festival and it's like only like oh, from the festival beer then you can yeah, but, bring that but are people gonna but see do people are do people gonna know what it is and are they gonna appreciate it because if no one knows what it is probably then who not. cares probably <laughs> I'm, not I'm not taking yeah. anything <laughs> like, I was like yeah they're probably probably not I'm not taking anything <laughs> just gonna show yeah. up no I'll probably take the uh, the Aberina Bivon that's gotten that's gotten oh uh, there you go yeah 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 that's gotten some uh, absolutely because people will be like oh I've had Black Tuesday before and then you can sit there and go oh but you haven't had this Black Tuesday yeah. And then uh, you definitely haven't had the Aberana. Exactly. Uh, They're going to go, well, you haven't had this. So. <laughs> uh, Douglas mentioned that Alpine, the Alpine Brewery is, hey, guys, we talked about we talked about this on the show, I Alpine's think. one of the few breweries I've ever been to. So, yeah, that's a rare for me. Yeah, he was talking about how, uh, you know, the whole Green Flash thing. And oh, then yeah. He, and then he was talking about how the, the original owner is still there, but the brewery is under a different name. Really, the original it's, brewer, yeah, the original the owner. Oh, the owner, not, but probably not the brewers though. She, what did he say it was called? It was called Mick something. What? Oh, yeah, I gotta find out. Uh, trying to look it up real quick, but I don't think I'm gonna find it that quick. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Alpine might be. No, because um, you never been to Kern, right? Have you been to Kern? No, River? I have not. Okay. So there are a couple of breweries that I've been to that I don't think you've been to. Alpine and Kern. Uh, McIlhenny, McIlhenny Brewing Company, rated hmm. four point nine stars. Really? So yeah. that's the owner, and that's a new brewery that he has. Or is I, this belie a I believe it's. I believe uh, Doug says it's the same location oh, as the old Alpine. Yeah. Really? Oh, nice. That I'm telling you right now, that was not a big location. That was literally like when you're going up like a mountain path. And then you're like, you stop at the little town. And I'm talking, when I say town, I mean like one road. There's not like, you know, like a whole town. You can only go up or down. And it's right there on the side. And it's the brewery section. And then there's the like the food bar section. And it's not it's not big at all. And there's like a little seating area in the back, small. It's literally like it's magic going to the mountains. And that's, you know, a, a nice area, but it's small. You know, yeah. a brewery. I'm going to have to try to get there because uh, yeah, yeah. 
I told Doug I'd bring him some of this beer. Oh, okay. Uh, our yeah. story, if our home on Alpine Boulevard looks strangely familiar as you approach, you're not mistaken. After years of home brewing and studying brewing science at UC Davis, all while working full-time as a firefighter in eastern San Diego County, Sean's father, Pat, started Alpine Beer Company in Ooh. 1999. Wow, that old, huh? With recipes in hand and nowhere to brew on a larger scale, friend and founder of Alesmith Brewing Company, Skip Virgilio, offered oh. up spare tanks at his brewery for Pat to use, and Alpine Beer was born. Pat oh. soon found the perfect spot on Alpine Boulevard to set up his own shop, and in 2002, Alpine Beer Company opened in the very same location that we're now in. Oh, so that okay then? Yeah, Alpine Boulevard. It's like one. It's one street, literally. There's no. There's no left or right. So, <laughs> so that's the spot. Um, I'm gonna probably check out in a nice. couple of weeks. That's yeah. Cause like I said, I haven't. I'm trying to think of when Tony and I went down there. That was a, quite a while back. But uh, I remember I, I mentioned this that. It the beer was super cheap. The bombers it was like you know it was it was actually like like wow. I, I mean I could actually I could actually bring back quite a few bombers with the, <laughs> the way the you know how cheap they are. So how far off the beaten path is that from the like a, the highway? I think it's, it, I think it's, it's up, it's up in the hill. It's, it's up like in the hill, right? Oh yeah, it's like you're going up to like a hill. Yeah, I wouldn't say a mountain because I think it's like it's like the San Diego area, right? So it's yeah. like um, it's definitely away from like Alesmith and not like the city area. Okay, but you know yeah. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's you're not going deep into the mound, but it's enough where it be, you it could start to tell, like, hey, I you know, like if we go up any more, you know, we could probably find a campsite or something. Yes, now, I mean, now, now that was over probably a decade ago too, so it could have changed. Okay. It could be different now. Gonna take a trip over there. Yeah. Um. So we're doing Anatomy of a Fall next week. I'm gonna tell you right now, we're doing Past Lives. That's another the other Academy nom, and it's streaming. which one's Past Lives? I don't know, but it's streaming. But it's streaming. How many more it's, do we got of these? Uh, I think four, probably. Okay. But hey, that American fiction, I don't think we're going to get to. I, I don't know. I can't find a release date. Oh, wait. American fiction is That's the one, one I want to watch. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, what's his face? Uh, like, like. Wait, is that the one with the, the guy from uh, Silk Robes and Kimonos? Or am I thinking oh, of yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I don't know the guy's name, so it's now, it's Sia. He's uh, Sia. Yes, yes, he's definitely in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, you know what, man? I don't know if you mentioned this, and I'm sure you've mentioned this, and I don't. I just don't remember me because, you know, we're drinking in the show. But the Oakland A's are no longer the Oakland A's? Uh, that's true. They are the Oakland A's. They're, they're working on going to Las Vegas. To I Las Vegas. The, I saw yeah. that. If, if, and it, it must have popped up because we were talking about it, like on YouTube, which is separate from this laptop. It's like, wait a minute, why am I getting the Oakland A's or like now the Las Vegas A's and everybody like nobody cares. Like uh, like Vegas, like they were they were doing a press conference and everybody's all like the Oakland A's are, are coming to Las Vegas and everybody's just like quiet in the in the in the like come on, people, aren't you happy? Nobody cared. I don't know if that deal went through because I think Tom Tom Hanks was oh. trying to get money to to with a bunch of investors to buy it, I think. Oh because they show the stadium. The stadium looks cool, but it's like like I said, like everybody was like, ah, like nobody cares. Like, you know, is it a real stadium or just, uh, it's a proof like of concept anim- type animation. thing where, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's, 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 you know, it's an architectural, <laughs> it, it yeah. looks really cool. And you're like, Ooh, ah, like, Ooh, ah, but it's not, you know, it's like, it's probably not real. Well, they're saying that the, the attendance at the games uh, over the past few years has been like atrocious. Like, yeah, like, Oakland, the, I, every, I keep, man, I keep getting all these stories about Oakland just falling oh, yeah. apart. And you, you mentioned that, but man. 
it is the sole reason why I did not go to San Francisco Beer Week, which I think it starts, mm-hmm. is it this week or next week? It's the sole reason why I won't go. It, is it that close? Is Oakland that close to San Francisco? That, yeah, uh, just across the really? bay. Yeah, oh, okay. 20 minutes across the oh, bay. Okay. Uh, but it is the sole reason why I didn't do uh, SF Beer Week, which I love, but I'm not going to deal with nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Because you see those videos where like guys like are you survive like a wait. Because now I'm now I'm confusing Berkeley. How far is Berkeley from Oakland? Right, like their neighbors right next door. Oh, okay. So I was gonna border. say like like you survived the earthquake. Like, do you really want to go back? Like, uh, you know. Well, you see these videos of of like tourists stopping at stoplights and then cars oh, yeah. rolling up next oh, yeah, to them, yeah. punching out yeah. the glass, busting the glasses, and taking all their stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's that. basically uh, Mad Max now. It's it's Mad Max. Imagine me taking my Integra up north and that having to my Integra. Heck no. <laughs> it's Mad Max. You gotta you gotta you gotta come like in uh, A list chaps and like a mohawk and like a. <laughs> you got to be strapped. I mean, ultimately, you got to be strapped. Right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm not doing that now. I got on time for that nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I could um, see why the I could see why Oakland, you know, the baseball team wants to get out. I mean, like the Raiders got out, so yeah. So we have, let's see, the enemy of of a fall we just did. Am I cross that other list? We still have American Fiction, which I'm not sure we're going to get to. Zone of Interests, which huh. is not available yet. Poor okay. Things, which is not available yet. And past live, which is available, so we have oh, four so that's left. why. So that's yeah. the, that's why that one. That's we got to do that. Okay. Default default to that. Okay. Um. Anything else for uh, current events? No, not really. All right, let's do this Anatomy of a Fall movie. Um, it it's a foreign film, so that's yeah, already kind of right wrong. off the bat. It's because I mean, I mean, I've obviously I'm sure there's more foreign films, but. Like I assume there's no category for foreign films anymore. There is. <laughs> there what do I? Why do I keep thinking this is like they they remove this now? Like in, you know. So why isn't this a foreign movie if why it's a French think, French movie? I don't think it's called foreign film though. It's like oh gosh, I think like they you can't to, say that anymore. Yeah, yeah, you can't say like alien film. Like you can't say anything. It's, a, <laughs> it's a, in the it's alien a foreign, film category. Like, like yeah. you're foreign. You can't be, use xenophobic terms, so I forget. I think it's called. Is it, how is that xenophobic though? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> I know, but for you know, this whole foreign. That's a, that's like saying like I don't like. Well, I don't. I don't like that country's movies. Yeah, you can't say that. That's. Uh, let me see if I can get pull up the lists. Um, but don't forget, don't forget um, that Parasite movie one, and that was a Korean. Film. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, okay, okay. It is weird though because this is—I assume this is the one "quote unquote" unquote because I can't say it foreign movie in this in the in these ten uh, movies, right? I don't think so because I think the one oh. that we're going to watch next is also a foreign film that oh, past lives. All right, never mind. Never mind then. So the category, okay, see, maybe more politically correct. The category is best international feature film. See, it's more, oh, it sounds more international. It sounds more bougie, <laughs> like bougie, <laughs> bourgeoisie. None of those damn foreigners are like, we haven't watched that foreigner <laughs> films. <laughs> it does sound better, though. I got to be honest with you. Bourge- so no, it just sounds more bourgeoisie, though. international star. Uh, uh, it looks like that Zone of Interest, though, got nominated for Best International Film and Best Film. I wonder, gosh, that'd be kind of interesting if it won See, both. that's weird. Why isn't, what's okay, so then why isn't this in the international category, too? Boy, what you doing? I'm locking in my prize picks. I just pick more or less on Did player stats if I get them right. Did you hear that? Yeah, what was it? I don't know, but it's the What the, I know, it scared me. Like, what's going on? Like, uh, what was that? Too long, too long. What was that? Like, it was an ad, you know, when you go into the, the pages of the ad. Oh, the God, I was like. <laughs> yeah. the ad me. 
like warning, warning. <laughs> Uh, so Anatomy of Fall, I don't know any of these actors. I'm not going to no, bother. No, these are, well, like you said, this is a French movie. It's a French movie. I'll tell you one thing, though. They do this, like, because, and it's almost like they know, like, hey, it's a French movie, but we got a German actress, French actors, but we're going we're gonna to do the middle ground. We're going to speak English, yeah. you know, and, and it does make sense, and it works out because, like, there's French in the movie. I think that there's no German, I don't think. Yes, though. correct. Yeah, but uh, but it's predominantly English, so they actually like, hey, like we got to do this, you know, because you know, we want this to be for consideration. It's funny because when you see the opening credit, uh, the the credits, it talks about all the uh, all the organizations that are involved in the making, oh, yeah, of yeah. all the, all these like literally probably twenty uh, twenty uh, companies involved in the making of this film, pulling yeah. resources. Uh, to make it happen, and it's well acted. Though. Hey, one thing that kid, that kid's phenomenal in this movie. Oh yeah, I, oddly enough, see, okay. Because like you know, I'm, I'm we're not doing the other categories. I'll tell you right now that best actress so far is her. This uh, the, really? the main actress. I I thought she's good. She's very plain. I don't know who she is. She yeah. reminds me of somebody to talk to way back in the day. A, a uh -huh. Norwegian, a Norwegian girl. Very plain, but there's something about her that like obviously the guy's attracted to her in the movie. And uh, you know later on when the movie starts developing, she starts uh, emoting more. You know she she has her like for like for your consideration. Is she up for best actress in the, for the movie? I don't know. Well, you do some research. I don't know. I mean, she has to be. She has to be when she starts like <laughs> lament, like like you know, like emoting and lamenting and crying. And she has her. She has to be up for best actress. Now, bear in mind, out of all the movies we've seen, I mean, what's who's the other one that's up for best actress for uh, Oppenheimer? And I didn't feel that she's all that good because it's kind of she's kind of split between the other actress. Is so she it's kind of like, but is she nominated for best? Um, is she nominated for best? Actress or supporting actress? Okay, I got the. I making me. It's got. She's got to be up for best. She has yeah, to be. Yeah. yeah. She so has. Emma, to be. Emma Stone for Poor Things. Lily no, Gladstone no. for Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, Annette, that's right. I forgot about her. Annette Bening for that Nyad movie. I'm assuming. Uh, Carrie Mulligan. What was she in? She was in Saltburn. Carrie but she Mulligan. Was, oh, oh, Maestro. I believe she's the wife, right? Wait a bit. Is that the the wife in Saltburn? No, no, no. She plays the 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 woman who kills herself. Remember the the oh the, really? The, that's Carrie Mulligan now. And then she's in Maestro. Gosh, isn't I don't she, remember. Isn't she, I, isn't she the the wife? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But the thing is, well, that that's rough to bad. That tells you something that I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting their roles. So I, yeah. I didn't. I think we talked about. It. I didn't think that it was. She was all that great in the movie. So so right now it's the uh, the Flower Moons, the the Native American actress, and it's yeah. uh, I got her. But I think I'm gonna put her ahead of of the uh, the. Uh, the Native American actress. So Sandra Holler, this actress uh, from uh, from Anatomy of Fall, is nominated for Best Actress. You're right. Yeah, she's not going to win, but because I think I think it's going to go to the um, to the uh, the Flower Moon actress. But it, I, think she, I, I think she's really good though in this. It's interesting though because at, at, and you know we've been seeing some of these other movies, but sure. the this uh, this actress. She is the at the forefront of everything in this movie, pretty much. Oh, absolutely. She's almost, she's yeah. almost in every scene. So yeah, how yeah, do not, yeah. How yeah. do you not think she's a? You're right. She should win the best actress. Yeah, she's yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no, really no other cast around. I mean, obviously the son and the the Vincent character and the, and the you know, the, but she really is the main central role in this movie. The husband, they never show the husband. They never show Samuel and in, in the movie, you know, other than pictures and in audio and, and some recreation and the flashbacks yeah. are, are quote unquote recreations of what might have happened, but yeah. you never see him in the movie, like you know, alive. Uh, let's see. So we start out with uh, with Sandra, 
um, and Zoe, and yeah. I guess they're so Sandra and Samuel are both authors. Uh, yeah. and Zoe's over at the house, um, interviewing Sandra for, I guess, yeah. a, a, a paper, like an at, uh, a, uh, essay or something like that. Yeah. At, at this point, I, I, I mean, cause it's early in the movie, so I'm not even sure what's going on. It just seems like it's, it's two women, Sandra and Zoe are talking. You're not really sure she's recording her. And you know, I didn't even, I don't even realize she's recording it to, at the very end of the scene. So you're not quite sure what's going on in this scene. Then it finally starts to, obviously they talk more about it after too. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, they give you the context of what's going on because that yeah, music yeah. is blast. That blasting. He's got like, he's got the blah punk going on up there. We see Daniel, the boy washing the dog. You know, it took me a while to figure out that he can't see. Oh yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, the first moment that I know he can't see is when he's being interviewed and the guy goes, do you, do you do you want me to open up the blinds? And then you see his his piercing blue like ice. They're iced over, especially the left eye. I think it is. Yeah, it's yeah. iced over, so he's partially blind. Yeah, because he's he's navigating that yeah, house yeah, and yeah, the surroundings yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. But but you realize though he's got he's got one of the smartest breeds of dogs with him, and you don't and you're not really he's holding on to stuff, but you don't really know. He doesn't have a stick like a guiding you know you have a little guiding yeah, pole for yeah. the so you don't really know. But his dog is you know obviously the dog's super smart, so it's like kind of guiding him around. So the, the so the Zoe's trying to conduct the interview, but the music is so blaring loud, and you, you you're wondering why why Sandra just doesn't go upstairs and say, "Hey, turn the music down." Yeah, you know, gosh, I I thought this was gonna possibly be like a twist. There's no twist in this movie, but I thought this yeah. was gonna be a twist where maybe the maybe he was already dead already, uh, and it's just like a, it's 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 being played like in a loop. It's just going over and over again, and so like so you don't really know what's going on. Like why is it just playing over and over and so loud? And then, you know, obviously we get during the trial, we get more information on what what might be going on. Yeah, it's a really weird scene, which is supposed to be jarring, like because there's no context. And then, of course, through the court case, we get the context of what's happening and why. Yeah. Uh, so the music's so loud, the interview can't proceed because Zoe's recording the interview. I'm not quite sure why they couldn't go to outside the house. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, there, there's a weird line where the uh, the Sandra's like t talking about this this asshole of, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's a beautiful asshole out there in, uh, in <laughs> France. I wouldn't mind being down there. Uh, Zoe leaves. Daniel takes the dog on a walk. Um, as he's leaving for the house to go on the walk, you can see Sandra on that second floor. Oh, yeah. You see like a wide shot. And, yeah. and this is like, I'm trying to develop clues here because you know you know what's <laughs> going to happen. And I swear I see like a nail gun like on the table. There's certain things on the table. And I don't know uh, if these are clues. Maybe like later on, like if you look at the table, you're going to find like like the murder weapon is there. Bear in mind, this doesn't, this doesn't play out. There's going to be a twist ending where she she has the weapon like, the, you know, hidden somewhere. But that, is, that never plays out. And I thought I saw a nail gun up there, but the hole in the guy's head is way too big for a nail gun. So, um, so as Daniel comes back, he sees his dad lying on the snow, and he has a pretty yeah. big gash, and he's screaming oh, for yeah. help. Sandra, she's screaming for help, and then we realize that at this moment he's dead. And, and it's it's and you don't know what the circumstances are, and then the yeah whole, yeah we, at this point we don't know yeah yeah. Um, let's do another beer. What do you got? Okay. All right, let me uh. What let do you me, have uh, Yeah. Let me uh, pimp myself down to the beer on the floor over here. <laughs> wait, that's weird. That came out wrong. Like, I'm going to pimp myself up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 
tell you one thing. It's an odd choice for a song considering they're in is. France. I, but, well, come on. Uh, rap music is international. I, I know. You know I, I, watch, I watch a lot of international streams, you know, South Korea, Taiwan, Ta- uh-huh. you know, mostly Asian countries, or even European countries. And their rap is just everywhere. If they go to a bar, street street party or something, rap is playing. Germany, Oktoberfest, oh. rap is playing. If you think it'd be all like traditional, like, you know, like, ah, la, la, you know, like a yodel. <laughs> no, it's like rap's playing everywhere. It's it's a part of like, a, like inter, quote, unquote, international culture now. I'm so going to recommend. The, uh, oh, what did you get? I was going to recommend the, the color. Oh, I got the the pink one, I think, or periwinkle. Pink, no, it's not pink. There's no purple, purple, blue, purple. or orange. It's purple. Pink. <laughs> like my eyes, like, like my eyes. Um... <laughs> what is oh, that? Wasp was another another album we could have did too. I forget. If I can find what the heck I'm reaching for. Like my eyes on banana. All right, I'm just gonna tell you, I ain't got time for games with you. All right, all right. <laughs> Hardywood. Ooh, okay. Uh, more of those Brian's uh, barrel blends. This is oh, blend, okay, okay. Blend number 11, 12% alcohol by volume, Imperial Milk Stout aged in grape brandy barrels. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not grape. Oh, jeez. It's funny because we like the apple uh, brandy. Yeah. The yeah, apple brandy is uh, the norm. But the when you go, when you say grape, that's like, uh-oh, I'm thinking wine now. Grape brandy barrels, Belgian quadruple. Oh, Plus good. Belgian quadruple age and Buffalo trace bourbon barrels. Okay. Remember these are blends. So they're taking different, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. different beers and they're blending them together. What does it smell okay. like? It smells like a barreled age. Gosh. Oh shoot. And I don't want to say I smell like wine in there. Cause I, cause I, that's, that's now that's just my mind. Like a, like a, what do you call it? Like, like a, like I'm, because you said it now I, I smell it now. Let, let me pause for a quick second. All right, sorry about that. Here we go. Cheers. Present. Yeah, I'm getting the grape. I get the grape. The- yeah, white. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I am not, I, I guess I'm like, I mean, I guess both of us are kind of not fans of like, you can't mix the whiny, uh, the viney, you know, not with the stout or with like a mixture. Obviously it works for like a sours and stuff like yeah. that, but. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. So, so, do you think uh, I'm not going to jump to the end yet? Let's keep on going. Uh, so he's dead. He's in the morgue. Um, oh yeah, they're, the they're autopsy doing, begins. Yes, and they're doing the investigation, and they know that obviously he died uh, from that uh, impact to the head. Yeah, not the fall. It's from the it's the head. Now the question is, how did the head injury happen? Also, at the same time, they're showing this montage of of them when they're. Also, I think this is a, in the title sequence. They show them when they're young, mm-hmm. like you know, like and it's interesting because I'm sure they're using real photos or digitally altered photos. With the guy's kind of like a like a like a you know like a kind of like a hippie guy, a good looking oh, yeah. guy. And yeah. she's like, she's like, a, she's like a young German, you know, short hair, you know, she's not, she's not a great, good, you know, I want that to be like a punk, she's probably in a new wave or punk or something like that, you know, but she's, you know, like I said, I had a friend who, Norwegian friend who looks almost exact, she had the same haircut too. That must've been popular in the, yeah. in, the in those in the European countries like that. But yeah, but they're very plain, you know, she's cute, but it's, it's interesting that this guy's hooking up with her back in the day. Obviously they have strong charisma and, uh, and uh, you know, and something, and they're writers, so they're not just yeah. like random people off the street. You know, he is a good-looking guy in Very comparison to yeah. her. 
I Absolutely, mean, that, yeah. That, that's what you're basically saying. I mean, he that, is, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Which is kind of odd because um, she's the one that's going out and having these affairs. Yeah, yeah he's like, yeah, and he's not. The, don't get me wrong. Just because you're good looking doesn't mean you're going to do stuff like that. We, yeah. I think we assume that oh, he's good looking. There, he, there's people jumping on him, and he's you know, he's, <laughs> he, he's he's a he's a what's a what's a word when you give back like a you know like oh he's going for it, but he yeah apparently he's not, and she yeah. is. Uh, uh, Daniel's playing these these kind of pieces on the piano throughout the movie. He's learning Chopin, the Chopin, and all uh, the classics. The classics, yeah. He's a yeah. He's in the classical music. I believe I heard "Lick My Love Pump" uh, playing. Yeah, that's very beautiful. What do you call excerpts. that? Yeah, and also, and this, and and this is the reason why you're kind of thrown off at the fact that he's he's uh, blind or partially yeah. blind is because he's reading the music and he can see up close. And you're not really picking that up until later on in the movie when he starts looking at things a little bit like closer to his eye. Uh, let's see. We, we get introduced to Vincent character, who's an old friend of yeah. uh, Sandra and a lawyer. Yeah, lawyer. Yeah, and I kind of figure out because the way he acts around her, he's a lawyer. The the friendship part you have to figure out yourself because you're like, oh, you know, she hugs him immediately, and it's it, there's a weird revelation at the end that I don't know yeah. if you picked it up on where like yeah. like I like you like you broke my heart, but you're yeah. like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is she that charismatic? Like when she was younger? Because he's like, a good looking guy too. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. She must have been really desirable in her youth. Because, I mean, yeah, it's very weird. Do you think they hook up at the end of this movie? Um, like, like the next day, the next week, the next no, month. No, because there's that final scene where like she grabs his face and when they're eating in the uh, in the uh, the uh -huh. restaurant, and it looks like she's almost gonna kiss him, but she uh -huh. doesn't, and, and it's it's like. I guess at that point, I mean, bear in mind, I'm also thinking of American, uh, uh, you know, the, the system where you're not supposed to have, mix the, uh, you know, you can't mess around with your client. But oh, yeah. when the but when the the thing's over, is it okay to mess around with your client? Sure. I mean, sure. Is that kind of weird? Isn't that still weird? Because it kind of like implies that you're going to hide stuff if you knew it before. I don't know. It's it's really weird. But you know, it, it, you you get this eerie feeling, and I'm going to kind of jump ahead now because I'm still thinking about it. It did she kill him? Or not? I think this is why this is a good movie because you don't, you never really truly know. The no, case is presented in a way. That's why in the end I thought, oh, here comes a twist when she, when she tucks Daniel in and she goes downstairs. Yeah. It, like, and they mentioned there was never a, a murder weapon's never found. And right. I'm thinking, uh oh, she's gonna like we're gonna see something in the background <laughs> and she's gonna look at it. And it's gonna be like the murder weapon, but that never happens unless there's something hidden in the movie that that maybe like you know like oh you didn't pay attention and you missed it. But, you know, you just, you know, so you never really truly know if she does it. I, I think that's why I like the movie. Because then you start thinking about, is she manipulating Vincent to get, yeah. to get him, get her off, to get her off? Yeah. Well, this is the weird thing about this. See, this is the, the weird thing about this, too. And you're right. Like, she might be trying to get him to do off himself, too. You know, and we've seen this before in other movies where this happens. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Saltburn, Saltburn, or yeah, Saltburn. Yeah, Saltburn oh, yeah. being yeah. A, an example of that. But we, of course, at the end, we, when Daniel gives a little testimony at the end, we do learn that he, he's, I think he already has this concept of him not being around anymore. Because he tells yeah. him about the dog, the metaphor of like, or the analogy of like the dog dying, he's not going to be around here forever. And then, like, oh, but he's talking about himself. But see, know, and that's, see, just, it, that's, that's off the prosecutor. Like, oh, that's kind of a stretch, though, right? It, I don't it, know. It, it's, a, you know? it's so great to think of did she kill him? Did he kill himself? 
it's it, you're right. I mean, there is no, I don't think there's a definitively definitively you can yeah, say unless there's the some other. hidden clue in the movie, and maybe maybe there is that I don't. It's you know I think it's made in a way that you're not supposed to know. You know you yeah. really you know she doesn't confess. She doesn't you know we don't see this. You know, we see a woman who is distraught, but even though initially she doesn't seem that distraught, it's almost like a gradual. Is she distraught because of the dilemma that she's in and her life is is going to be, you know, is she's on the verge of losing it too? Or is she really, the whole situation, is she is she depressed about that? You know, like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna, I lost Sam and now I'm going to lose Daniel. I'm going to be in prison for the rest of my life. So you don't really know. So they start going over the details and they're going back and forth between French and English because her English is better than her French. Yeah. And you're right. She's, she talks about being from Germany. She, there's no German spoken. Yeah. In there's movie. no German. Yeah. She concedes it. And it's, it's a weird thing because they're like, Oh, like, Oh, like Sam did, you know, you made Sam do everything. But I, I got the impression that it went both ways. It yeah. wasn't just, you know, I mean, Sam could have said, Oh, I'm going to go do this and this, you know, why didn't you exert, why didn't you exert yourself? Why didn't you, and, and you brought her to France. You're not in Germany. You know, if she really exerted herself, why aren't you in Germany? Why are you here? You know, so th there is that thing where even though the prosecutor plays it out that, oh, you manipulated and, you know, you yeah. wanted this. What about uh, Sam? You know, what about his wants and stuff? He says that like, oh, you know, you're, like, you're suffocating me and this and that. But you're in France. You're literally with your friends and your people. And it's like, oh, but, but we don't even speak French here. It's like, oh, but it's just the middle ground, you know. It's like, it, 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 you know, I hate to say it, but I think I'm more on her side. I'm like, I, yeah. you know, I'm like, wait a minute. She's a very sympathetic character throughout all of this because, yeah. especially when we see, when we hear the recording and see that recreation or that flashback. Oh yeah, yeah. She is. I mean, I, I don't know, but I'm siding. You're right. I side with her during that argument. I don't yeah, side with yeah. Him. And also, he's recording this because he knows he oh, knows yeah. there's going to be a reaction. He's he's looking for you. Don't you don't? I mean, you know, they say he's recording his last six months because he's going to do like a memoir or a book. You know, yeah. so he needs he wants to have. But why this moment? Like you know, like because you know you're going to get it. You're going to blow up and you're going to get into it and there's going to be an altercation. You know, so yeah. it's almost like it's like hey. Like I'm gonna off. Instead, that brings up the whole thing. What if he knew? And I think they do bring it up. Like you know, like he knew he was gonna you know off himself, so he's gonna record it to make her look bad in this thing. And he, and, and I, I'll tell you, there's a the, that scene that's the good scene is when they recreate the scene and they're showing them doing all the talking. And it's I'm it's like a normal argument. It's like you know people argue all the time, and, she, and she's right. But then it gets to like the like when it gets to the violent part, it cuts back. Oh yeah, we don't you see have that to part. Make up. You get the you in your mind. Oh, this is where I threw like the thing, and then he, and then I slapped him. She goes, "I admit I slapped him," but he starts hitting his own like yeah. head, like you know, and then you know, so that's like, oh shoot, okay, which is plausible given his uh, mental state. In, exactly, yeah. Even though his, you know, gosh, and she even brings up a good point. She's not a therapist, but she brings a good, good point about the therapist. When you go to your therapist, you talk to him. It's your side of a story. Yeah. You know, you know, when you go and you're depressed and, oh, it's this and this, this person bugs me, you're giving your side of the story. And then she says, what about my side of the story? Like, of course you're going to be, you know, it's like, it's going to be like, he's going to tell you, you know, the stuff he, you know, oh, she's yeah. suffocating me. What about my side? If I go to my shrink and I, I can say the same thing about uh, Sam, that he was suffocating me. So it's when like, you go yeah. to, when you go to the therapist, you're not giving out objective information. You're giving Absolutely. out subjective where you're the victim, right? That's the whole, exactly. That's the... You're the victim. And the therapist, always, I mean, I mean, very rarely, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever come around, come, come upon a therapist who is like, oh yeah, it's like, it's your fault. 
Like you, you yeah. know, you're the one. Like you need to, you need to go back and you know say you're sorry to everybody. You know, yeah. no, it's almost like yes, I understand. Oh yes. Um. So they're going back and forth between the English and the French. The, she's uh, telling what happens. He examines the the uh, the house, the outside. Oh, yeah. Um. And especially the work area, because you know they're trying to figure out the fall. The, the yeah, window yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be plausible. Like it's it's open, the little balcony area. Then you go out the top, because because it took me a little while to figure out that there's actually two separate. There's like a loft area, and then there's like the higher like attic yeah. area. Yeah. So so you have to figure out like what you know because the recreation of the video they show him like in the loft area where he's like where she's fighting with him and stuff, but the recreation. With the body, is it the higher the uh, the window attic thing where where the body falls out? And that's where he's supposedly renovating because they're going to open up like a that's, bed and breakfast. That's where he would have the... been. Yeah, that's where he would have been at that time. Uh, let's see. Obviously, Daniel's upset. Uh, so they're talking about uh, he. So he starts drawing it out for Vincent. Starts drawing it out for Sandra, and, and then he sees the bruise. And how did you get the bruise? Oh yeah, which which she lies about. So. Oh yeah, she oh she lies several times. She definitely like now now it could be to protect you know herself or or and or Daniel. Obviously, nobody wants to talk about like oh yeah I slept with other people like that. I mean because that and that makes you look bad. It does make you right. look bad when you do stuff like that. Uh, and so he's he's saying if it's an accidental fall, that's going to be hard to defend, right? Now, yeah, like you're yeah. you're the suspect. Yeah, and then she explains it off real quick, which which makes me think that she premeditated that. Like oh you're right, I gotta I gotta. Like they're gonna see this bruise, and they're gonna be like, "So I need to think of something." I, you know, I will say this, and this is this is a clever part of the of the writing that the maybe this might win for best writing too, because the the clever thing is is the son he can never say I saw this or that because right. he's partially uh... blind, so they can never use him as that crux. Like I, I gotta tell you something: when I was coming back, I saw my I saw her push but my, oh, yeah. my father off. They can never use that because he's partially blind. So no matter what. The sun can never be used as that type of like I saw I I saw the bruise I knew about the bruise like why would he know about that? Uh, let's see. So then we she starts talking about um Samuel and uh and him swallowing the pills. Oh yeah, because yeah. she found him passed out having vomited, and she thought she saw some pills in the vomit. Which comes back on when Daniel does his uh, recreation. That creepy the, experiment, uh, <laughs> which is very creepy. Poor dog. Poor, poor Snoop. Snoop. Uh, so, yes. I, I feel like that was really Snoop too. Like Snoop's passed out. Like, what did they do to him? Oh. Uh, let's see. And also, also, this is a theory that she's come up with. And like you said, like this, this comes back later to see like if it was really Snoop that had that that ate the the aspirin, but. She assumes that it was Samuel who was trying to off himself. But why would you off yourself with, with aspirin, though? If I would, you know, that's like that's like the one weird drug. Like, wouldn't you use something heavier or stronger? Uh, so Daniel's being questioned by the judge, and we get to that whole thing where they're trying to recreate the conversation yeah. because he said he heard it from outside, and he says, "Well, they weren't. They were talking. They weren't arguing." And so the counter to that is, well, the music was so loud, how could you have heard anything to determine whether it was a normal conversation or an argument? And, and this thing is recreated like, I mean, it's real. It's like 20,000 people there. And they're like, you know, Daniel's down at the bottom. There's like 10 people upstairs. I thought it was kind of weird, though, because when they're doing this scene, there's like a dude standing in front of the people talking. 
which he really what it's kind of muffling the sound i'm like should you really be standing there you're muffling the sound so you should move off to the side you know let's make it realistic there should only be several people up here you know oh, and yeah. you know then put the music on everybody else there's like 20 people in that room it's like wait a minute isn't that a dampening the 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 sound and of course he can't hear it though regardless but um yeah, so ultimately he has to recant his account and say, oh, no, no, I wasn't outside. I must have been inside. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he heard, was able to hear the conversation. Uh, the press gets involved in this, so then we get, it's getting some media coverage um, because I guess she's a somewhat of a famous author. I'm yeah, assuming. yeah, and, and this, is, this is what brings up the, uh, like the, the double entendre of the title, The Anatomy of Fall. She is a relatively... And here's the other lie that she's been doing, that she's kind of been plagiarizing uh, the, oh, the Samuel. Yeah. So that and that's kind of weird too. Like it's like so it's yeah you're right. It's like her fall and it's obviously the the body fall. Uh, let's see. Oh, so there's a video or recording the press asks yeah. about, and there, so there's the there, oh, sorry. They're keeping in their wraps. It's all the secret the secret recording. <laughs> no, yeah, we yeah we learned there's three pieces of uh, evidence, key pieces of evidence. There's the uh, and the third is the USB audio. And of course, that's like, oh, like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, so she begins, she becomes, uh, she is indicted based on on those uh, on those three discrepancies that they have. So she has to put the house up for bail. Um, let's see. And then she talks about, you know, again, having to relocate from France to uh, Germany. Um, the the uh, court are, are appoints. From, are from Germany to France. Oh, I'm sorry. From Germany to France. Um, the court appoints Daniel kind of like a, like a ward. Yeah, um, that's orange. weird. That's, I mean, and bear in mind though, and I think the prosecutor gets pissed about this. They're like, she can't have any, you know, uh, uh, interaction with them because he's a witness now. You know, he's 12 years old, even though he's partially blind, he's still a witness to their behavior. But I guess the, uh, the judge, and I think she has a different name in the, uh, in, in France, she, she like in a, in a not really characteristic move. She allows the bail to go through, and she she puts that guardian, which is weird because it's like a live-in guardian. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's very weird. Uh, we see them reenacting the fall with a dummy. Mm, yeah. Um, Sandra tells Vincent about Daniel's accident. Got hit by a motorcycle. Oh yeah, uh, and, and of course, as as a result, there's a bunch of uh, guilt and blaming. Oh them. yeah, yeah. He basically he's doing something. He he had like, hey, I'm gonna get like the. Uh, I think at the time it was like a what do you call it? Not like a maid or something. Like, go yeah. pick up uh, Daniel. And that that butterfly effect is what causes the uh, the accident. Had he gone, that doesn't happen. Like you know, like ten seconds earlier, it prevents yeah. the accident. So they're having financial problems to pay for the 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 surgeries. Samuel's taking antidepressants. And then we get this kind of weird time jump that's a little jarring. One year later, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. I mean, bear in mind, this is a long movie, two hours and 30 minutes, but it's still like an, it, they have to jump <laughs> an, a year ahead just to cut off another hour. Yeah, so the trial goes on for a long time. Yeah, where, it's where... It, the second act. Or what's the, this is with the second, second act, right, where yeah. it becomes the, the trial. Yes. Uh, so there's also the theme of, you know, I guess there's a whole theme of, She's required to speak in French because they're in France. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it's that thing where like, God forbid, don't speak German because then you're going to be guilty. Like, like, I, I think <laughs> like a, I, I, I think there's a little bit of like prejudice. Against... I think it's, well, it's the language too. Like, because yeah, it sounds, it sounds like it's very, you know, I mean, German's like a fine language, but it's very aggressive. Yeah. Like, I, you know, when you start yelling like in German, oh, it's like, everyone's going to start getting like flashbacks. So you're going to be like, no, we can't, don't do that. Like, you know, so there's some prejudice that are going on because she's not French, she's German. So God yeah. forbid you can't speak German, and they yeah. don't really even want her to speak English. Oh yeah, so they're the, like the, you got to speak in French, and yeah. it, but and we know that her French isn't all that good. You know, it's 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 passable, yeah. but she's not. You know, she's not a French uh, national. She doesn't speak French. Right. You know, so well, why would she speak that? You know, gosh, I mean, you know, we, I mean, in America we do that where we have interpreters for the for people. I guess I mean, bear in mind this is France. I mean, obviously France has a different system, but it is weird that she wouldn't be able to speak in whatever language she wants yeah. that she's most fluent in, and then it's translated over. And it, ultimately, they do start translating where she can't keep up. She doesn't yeah. know like you know, like, the, like I don't know I don't know how to express this. So, but I but I think that's part of the prejudice, though, right? Like you you're in France, you should speak. Oh yeah, like yeah. Oh you're yeah. French, you speak French, and yeah. if not, then you're like an alien. You know, you're a foreigner, True. and True. and and we're gonna look upon you. You're gonna be guilty if you're speaking. If you're German, she's guilty. If you're yeah. English, eh, we don't we don't like that either, though. Yeah, but, though, we, but, but 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 at least at least we have a little camaraderie with you from like from <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's do another pour. All right. Let me get over there. You got. I got the blue, the blue jar. Wait, did you get the uh, the instrument? You got the instrumental version, right? Yes, I did. Oh, I see. You played it smart. Like you played it smart. Yeah, because the other one has a bunch of explicit stuff in it. Oh yeah. Well, like I said, it's like as the prosecutor says, uh, this is like fifty cents. It's very uh, misogynistic. Also, bear in mind, does he have the right to say that? This is France. You can't be talking. You know, it's. I, I found that racist. All right, here we go. We got uh, another Hardywood Brian's Barrel Blends, number 10. Oh, okay. 11.4% alcohol by volume, barley wine aged in Woodford Reserve double oaked bourbon barrels, plus Imperial Milk Stout aged in Copper Fox Pot distilled single malt whiskey barrels. Man, they're all over the place. It's like, yeah. Let's see. What does it smell like? Um, I got whiskey. Definitely getting like that barley, like a barley wine smell. All right. Here we go. Cheers. Press it. Oof. That is, um, you're getting the whiskey. Oaky? Yeah, oaky and the whiskey. Oh, oaky, oaky, my bad. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Speaking of oaky, there was a, I, don't, I know it's a weird thing to interject <laughs> here. Oklahoma had like a 5.1 earthquake. Is that normal for Oklahoma? I don't think so. I think of Oklahoma. I think of like yeah. I think exactly. I think of running to the bottom, like of the uh, to the uh, the cellar and hiding from the hurricane or the the twister. No, yeah. they had a five point one earthquake. Oh. that seems uh, abnormal. Is that like uh, the sign of the apocalypse? Or uh, it's coming. Like yeah, exactly. Is that the warning? Horseman are drawing nearer. Uh, let's see. So they're playing the, uh, they're playing the, wait, let's see. Zoe. Oh, so Zoe, they bring Zoe in to testify. Oh yeah. yeah. From that first scene. Now we have some context of what's going on, right? Yeah. She's doing an interview. She wanted to do the interview. See that, so now this is the other weird thing. She, I think, believe she originally wanted to do the in, interview where she's from, 
which kind of like this, and I think this kind of saves um, uh, 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 Sandra because if 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 Sandra goes to her, doesn't that seem more like like mm. oh, why are you going over there to talk to her? She right. brings her to the house, which seems more mundane and like oh, you know, you know, not, you know, even though the prosecutor's playing it off as oh, it was like a seduction. But she, at least she brought her to the house. If had she gone there, that would have been yeah. like, oh yeah, that would be like, oh yeah, you were out messing around with her, weren't you? Yeah. So that was the whole to- the whole conversation is was she was she flirting with you and seducing you, and do you feel that there was a sexual? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because we do we advances. do learn that Sandra is bisexual. We do learn that. Uh, let's see. Were you drinking? She was drinking. Yeah, but I, I would do the same thing though. So I don't, I don't see anything. I don't see anything about this no. thing being bad because I, like, hey, like, hey, you want a beer? Like, you know, during an interview, like, you know, like, yeah. let's say I'm a writer or whatnot. Like, yeah, you know, I, I drink these crap beers. Want to try something? You know, you know, you know. But to me, it's totally normal, especially like in France. Like, you know, like if you're not like offering somebody wine, I feel like you're like you're you're not you're not being you're not like becoming part of the culture. Yeah, hospitable. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Daniel's on the stand. So, so do you think at any point in time he's embellishing to protect the mom or he's, oh, absolutely. he's kind of being absolutely. Uh, creative absolutely. with his responses? I think he is. I think, yeah, yeah, I think he is. Uh, absolutely. And then it kind of like, and then it just kind of like, it's like, I need to see for myself. And that's where, and that's where we get the whole scene with the aspirin and the dog, uh, Snoop, that he needs to see for himself. If like, wait, I think he starts having doubts maybe like, like what if mom did it? You know, like, wait, yeah. I need to see for myself now. Uh, we get one expert show up and testify mm. uh, uh and, and do those uh those uh those uh cgi re- yeah, renderings th- this is actually a good, a good scene because it, it, it's there's dueling um what do you call it? Experts. experts in the yeah. field yeah so the so the the expert for the prosecution had, talks and we see the cgi of uh her over on top of him hitting him and attacking him and then him falling over yeah, uh, it's a, you know, just looking at the CGI rendering, it looks highly improbable that would have happened. Honestly, it is kind of weird because she's over him and she's yeah. like, it's 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 it is kind of weird. It seems like if anything, they both would have went over because wouldn't he even grabbed onto her? True, true. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, and so they're talking about the the whole thing is the blood splatters on the side of the the shed. Yeah, that's one, of the, that's one of the primary pieces of evidence too. That blood splatter. We got to figure out how that blood splatter got there uh, on the wall. It has to be. Yeah. Exp- uh, sorry. If initially, when they talk about it, I thought it was going to be on the side of like the wall coming down, uh-huh. but it winds up that it's on the side of the shed. Yeah. So it's so it's so it's actually more plausible that he did hit his head on the on the side. So, it's, so I'm like, okay, okay, that makes that makes sense now. And uh, the prosecution's expert says she got he got hit and that blood splatters from above and that's why it sprayed across the side of the shit the way it did. Yeah, and, and, and gosh, I think this I think this is one of the one of the things primary reasons why she gets saved. There's no murder weapon. Yeah, without a weapon or an object to say that you made that hole in his head, it's I mean even here like in you know America you have to have the murder weapon is like a prime piece of evidence. Without that, it's almost like eh, come on, man. Uh, talking about the railing being too high. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the defense's expert comes up and says, "Oh yeah, he jumped and and he hit his head on the side of the shed, and that's where you get the blood splatter." And 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 it's funny because I do feel that she's a, she has a more compelling uh 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 story. Like her her theory is more compelling than the first one. Like oh like you know like like you said like the CGI uh, re- reenactment. 
her dropping the body down and explaining it actually makes more sense. And it's, 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 I think it's actually interesting because the prosecutor uses CGI, which doesn't really give a, a true sense where the defense uses the body falling yeah. down to see, and it hits like, it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Yeah. How many times did they have to drop that? They show you from a distance. They're doing it over and over again. Like, I mean, I mean but think about it though. You don't know mm. where he's standing at. So yeah. it's like, it has to be, you know, you don't, you're, you're taking it to theory. Where was he standing at in that moment when he did this? Well, they also show like, hey, well, why, why was there blood in, on top of the shed? But they show that time lapse of the snow melting. Oh, and yeah. So if there yeah. had been any blood there, the snow would have melted away and there wouldn't be any evidence on top yeah, of the shed. Because we do learn that there's a time difference that uh, when Daniel goes out and walks the dogs, it's like an hour later. Plus, mm -hmm. it takes 30 some minutes for the for the uh, the police to get there. And even then, that's they probably the investigation probably hasn't started yet. So it's it's definitely several hours after that's you know that the the ice is going to change the all that stuff so it does make sense. The judge is telling Daniel that uh, that she doesn't want him to attend anymore because they're going to get into the serious stuff with the tape. Um, but he, I mean, again, the good acting by this kid. Uh, you know, I don't know if we ever see ever see him again, but uh, pretty darn good acting by him. He's saying like, I need to know what happened because. A, I'm going to find out about it in the media. Oh, B, true. That's very true. It's going to be one of the, it's going to be a student. It's going to be social media. Yeah. I'm going to see it around. It's going to be all around me for the rest of my life. Yeah. So he's saying, I need to know, I need to know because I won't be able to move on unless I know the truth. So I have to attend the, the trial. Uh, I, I, I swear the, the adults in this thing, I mean, maybe 12 is, I guess they consider them old, but they kind of treat them kind of bad in this too. Like, it's like, there's very little, maybe this is the way French, oh, yeah. French uh, government, uh, judicial system works, but he's not treated very like kindly. It's kind yeah, of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the prosecutor's yeah. like, like an adult. But, I mean, but even the judge, and they're just kind of like, he's just like a, like a, like a, a, a piece of evidence, you know? Uh, so we talk about the, the previous suicide attempt, um, and he had stopped taking medication. I guess he was taking medication for his for antidepressants. Yeah. Uh, and he was trying to get off of those antidepressants. Yeah. And of course, the therapist defends it, but that is another weird thing. Just because somebody wants to get off of you know, antidepressants doesn't mean they're cured. I mean, they may right. tell the therapist that, like, oh, I'm feeling better, doctor. Yeah. Doesn't mean, you're, doesn't mean you're cured, though. Yeah, that psychiatrist is we're like way out of, he, out of hand. Yeah, he was. Uh, in fact, she, she re when her rebuttal, yeah. I, I think she does a good job when she tells him, hey, I can bring my therapist out here and do the same thing that you're doing. Because he's basically accusing, he's basically saying, oh, yeah, she did it. Oh, like, absolutely. She's guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My client is wrong. Like, I've never had any suicides because they don't want to admit, like, 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 can we go back and see how many people have died under your care? Here's the other thing. Should they, should he be talking about the, what happened, what he was talking about in the oh, sessions? Oh, that's true. Is that uh, different the, in France? Like a confidentiality? It, you're right. But maybe, maybe under, like, maybe it's like a, maybe it's a, a, uh, like under uh, subpoena, like, yeah, under subpoena, you have, you have to, to testify about. <laughs> You're right, so. though. You're right. It's like there's two. It was like a joke. There's only there's two people you can talk. You can you can confess your sins to, the 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 preacher or the 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 confessional, and your therapist or your doctor. Yeah. Like they're not supposed to give out like information. That's why I was laughing at that one Fargo where the guy's telling the 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 the, the cop <laughs> like hey, like hey oh yeah it's like so and so like wait you can't talk about that stuff. Uh. And so he's very accusatory of Sandra. Then you're right. She stands up and says, Hey, look, look, you're, he's telling you what he wants to tell you. Of yeah. course, he's going to make me look bad. That's what he's there for. Exactly. And I, uh, and, I'm, and I agree. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, she's right. Like, I'm going to tell the doctor what, you know, my, what, what I feel everybody's against me and they're bad. 
And the doctors, you know, very rarely the doctor going to tell you, no, 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 stop. It's yeah. you're the cause. You know, you need yeah. to slow down. The doctors are going to be like, oh, yes, you're right. What tra- that They've caused you trauma. And there's compelling evidence that he's just depressed and uh, she's a successful writer. He can't write, so he's ashamed of being a failed writer and she's getting accolades. I mean, it's got to be a, a tough uh, roof to live under. Like Absolutely. you're in her shadow yeah, she, the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, but then, it, like I said, but then it takes that other twist where she she plagiarizes his idea. So that, and yeah. now he's even now he's more livid now. Even though she says he was fine with it, he was fine, you know. But and then, and then the prosecutors all, yeah, it was twenty seven pages. Like it wasn't just like one idea, twenty seven pages. It wasn't a quote. It was a, a a third of the book. Yeah, it was a third of the book. It was the it was the the prime idea. Like you know, oh, but you know, his was like uh, like himself and seeing this different situation. I changed it to a mother and daughter, and I and I get it. I assume she changed it around, but she took his idea and ran with it. And that and I you know that you know I guess that really made him livid. We see Vincent and Sandra drinking at the end of the day. So this is where we get that whole turn where he was in love with her. When, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like man, like what? So this is like, and then she's using one, him. She's using him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, it's like that one movie with that, with the uh, uh, Edward Norton and the uh, oh, yeah. like the defended. <laughs> it's like yeah, no, I did it. Fear. Like I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I did it. Like. Oh man, uh, let's see. We get to the next day in court. We see so they play the recording, and then we see the scene played out. Uh, but you you brought up a good point earlier. Is this scene? Is this what really happened? Is this a flashback? I or believe is this the a reenactment. The, the actual flashback is them talking and doing the scene, and then it cuts back when it becomes you know more uh, emotional and violent. So they're showing you the beginning part because it's a relatively mundane argument between two adults. You know, you know, this happens. This is life. And then when it gets more serious, then you're you have to decide what is going on here. You, you are you gonna believe Sandra? Or are you gonna go with what you think you hear? Because it sounds like because you, because you could hear him grunting like oh, oh, oh. Yeah. it's like oh oh my god she's hitting him like she's you know and then when she says no he's actually hitting himself and yeah. I have some proof of that and I've you know you know he broke oh, his yeah. finger and then you see the holes in the wall he's yeah. been going around committing uh you know self harm to himself. Uh, let's say so. The the whole thing of the argument is that he needs time to write, and I think he's really kind of just blaming her for his failure, his his writer's block, his mental, his writer's block, and then yeah, you're right. You're, he's blamed. I mean, my God, the guy's got that that pimp song on like at like at <laughs> at, at, at eleven. How could he even focus on you know? I mean, obviously he's not writing at that point, but even doing the work, how do you like? I mean, come on. Yeah, so he's blaming her. He wants more time. He needs help with uh, Daniel. He needs help around the house. He feels like everything's on him. Yeah. And he's going on for this tirade, which, again, could it's speculative that he created this fight because he was recording it. And oh, he absolutely. Wanted that, he wanted yeah. that interaction. Yeah, and then the next day he's gone. And, or not the next day. I mean, literally, like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, the next yeah. day because he does that the day before. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's, it's a little convenient that you're doing this now. Uh, let's see. He's resentful and angry. He, he, uh, talks about she lifting parts of the book. Oh, there's Uh, also the infidelity that pops up, uh, several times. He uses that. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a bad thing. I mean, I mean, you know, know, somebody like my, for love, somebody like myself, I'd be like, yeah, that would piss me off, but he's using it like as his key. Like, oh, that's the case. Why not just leave? Why not just separate and just, you know, and and I'm sure you can share Daniel, you know, you know, half the time he's with you, half the time with his mom. You know that's the other thing. Why not just separate then? If you're if you're that mess, messed up about her infidelity and her, you know, you know her hooking up with somebody, just leave then. 
you can't forgive and then bring it up every time you get into exactly, a fight. Exactly, exactly. You can't, yeah. If you, yeah. You're not supposed to There's do gotta that. There's got to be a point where, you know what? Let's just break up. Let's just, yeah. He's going to keep bringing it up. It's just, it's pointless. You're going to always accuse me. This is breakup. Uh, he, he's resentful about using English at home, even though they're in France. Mm. Yeah. He feels that she's in control of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she she went to his country. She's with his friends. And she even mentions, like, I'm with your friends. I can't even smile. I can't smile because I don't know them. And they're looking yeah. at me like, oh, look at that German. Like, oh, look at that. Look at that German over there. Like, <laughs> And they're like, oh, poo, like, poo. And, and, and she says that, and I assume that I, I mean, I, I assume I want to believe that Germany, I mean, our, our Europe is pretty much all together in one little, you know, you know, you can travel back and forth, but there's still like animosity between oh, yeah. the, you know, the different ethnicities of the of the area. She says, "You make yourself the victim," which is like, which is exactly what I feel he's doing in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turns it around, and says, "You're a monster." Yeah, I'm like, what? Like for what? Like why? Like uh, you, you, you slept with the, like you've had multiple. Like I slept with one woman, and then she has to admit this is another weird thing. Oh yeah, I slept with her twice, but it's but she's right. It was one woman yeah. slept with her twice, and the prosecutors, oh, ho, 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 like you know, you You're slept a with whore. her. Twice. Yeah, yeah. Like wait a minute, she's not <laughs> lying. It's like she had an affair mm-hmm. with one person. Uh, and then so he starts saying, you're a monster. Even Daniel knows you're a monster. And then she uses that whole psychology, which she used with a psychiatrist. Of course, he, Daniel's going to agree with you because he you're you're pouring your heart out to him. He wants to sympathize oh, yeah. with you. And so also, he's, you're, of course, he's going to side with you. And also, we know that they're clo- they're pretty close. Samuel's pretty close to Daniel at this point because because of what happened with the accident. So now he's pretty close with them. And we and of course we learn that seeing that final scene when you're when, dri- when he's driving him in the car and he's telling yeah. him about the death, like the death of the dog, and it's like a metaphor for my own death. So so we know that they're closer together. So you have more control over him. You know you 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 control Daniel at this point. Then we then we start hearing the struggle. Then we get out of the the recreation of the flashback. We hear the struggle, and then we hear her say, "Yes, I am violence." Yeah, and then I guess that's the initial hit where she strikes him. Oh yeah, she go and she admits she slaps him. She slaps him, but then you hear more stuff break, and you hear like, uh, 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 like, like you know, like uh, somebody, like, like you assume in my in your mind, you're assuming that he's that she's hitting him, like you know, probably punching him somewhere. But then she, you know, she's like, no, 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 that's him hitting himself. That's you yeah. know, which which <laughs> which adds to the whole. He's recording this for a reason. Yeah, you know. And he's punching, he's punched the walls before. So you're right. He has exhibited self-injury before because then they showed the x-ray of him breaking yeah. his finger previously. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, so then he started, <laughs> they, make the, they make the Stephen King reference, which I'm sure you got a kick out of. Mm. Um, the uh, prosecutor reads from one of her books and it's kind of like, hey. Oh, look, yeah. She, she's kind of planning, she's kind of planning this murder in her book. She's talking about it. Uh, and then yeah, the counter... that's the other thing that pops up. Like, oh, look here, like chapter, like f- like five, like she's talking <laughs> about, like, like what would it be like if he was no, like the husband was no longer there? Like with the Stephen ca- King, like with Stephen <laughs> King, like <laughs> has he killed somebody? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so then they talk about, um, you know, again, Samuel's spiral is that what there is really the defense that he he committed suicide, and they're trying to documented spiral and so one of the other things they talk about is he's working on this book and he sent that sends the transcripts over for the from the oh, recordings to yeah. his publisher i think that's a big that that's a big part of the of the evidence too that even his own publisher quoted slash friend is like you know what man it's not good dude so like yeah. uh, you know he's not responding to him yeah he's dissing distant for whatever reason which we really don't know it's we speculative don't know too. but 
I mean, think about it. If somebody's a publisher and they're not responding to you, yeah. there's you know, unless they just died, you know, it's like that's a you know. But we assume he's still around. We, oddly enough, we don't get any testimony from that person, so that would have been interesting to hear, like his you know his side. So it's basically it's a hearsay on that. Yeah, but you can only assume that that Samuel's not writing very good stuff at this point. Exactly. So you assume that he's ignoring them because like he doesn't want uh, to have to tell him, yeah, man, this isn't very good. Like, uh, man, uh, this is, yeah, can you go back and uh, you know. Uh, and then we get to the part where Daniel wants to testify again, and we get that whole experiment where um, he gives oh, poor Snoop Dogg. That is dog. a weird scene. That dog, man, that, that poor dog, Snoop, man, <laughs> the dog's name is Snoop. That poor, that poor dog, like, almost dies. Uh, and so before he conducts the experiment, though, he tells Marge, I want to be alone, like, but send oh, mom yeah. away. And I guess yeah, that's yeah. so he won't be content, that won't contaminate, like, the testimony, I'm assuming, right? No, is that what, I think he just wants to do this experiment, but he doesn't want yeah, her by there. himself. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then he starts talking about, well, Snoop got sick exactly the same way, and I thought, and I smelled vomit on him, so I, I imagine he must have um, ate some of dad's vomit and got sick yeah. from the pills. Yeah, see, I, see, I was, see, I gotta admit, I was, I was confused what the, what the, what the final results were. I was a little confused. Did the father actually take the aspirin, or was it Snoop that took the aspirin prior and got sick? So I was a little confused about that. No, it looked like it looked like the dad tried to overdose previously, and maybe even a separate attempt from the one that that uh, Sandra talks about. Oh, and then the dog went and ate. Yeah. He went and ate. Yeah. It. Oh, okay. I'm assuming it was a, another attempt. I don't think it was the same attempt. It was another mm. attempt, but at the pills, and then Snoop ate the vomit that had the pills, and then Snoop got sick. Okay, yeah, I was, I was a little confused at the. I thought he was just verifying that it was like, oh, it was like it was either either the dog who originally, you know, even though even though Sandra's saying it was him who took the, the Samuel who took the the pills. That he was confirming, like, oh, it wasn't Snoop. It was it was my it was Samuel who did the who took the pills. I was a little confused about that. So he's testifying to this, and then testifies uh, the the memory of taking the dog to the vet and the dog. That's a big part too. That's a big scene. I believe that kind of sways the jury too. When he tell when he, and even the prosecutors, oh, this is speculate. You're speculating <laughs> you, that it's a metaphor. That it's a metaphor for for Samuel's offing himself because Daniel says himself. He wasn't talking about Snoop. Yeah. He's talking about himself. And that's like, and, and he's right. It is, it's a metaphor. Like, is he, but he probably is talking about himself. I would, I, I think I would say he is talking about himself. And then as a result, probably of Daniel's uh, last second testimony, she's acquitted. Yeah. We see it's like a, it's a cut in uh, Daniel's home with the, the, I think her name is Marge, the, the guardian yes. character. Yes. And they're watching the trial. And then all of a sudden it's like the, ver the verdict is like, you know, she comes out of court and then she's acquitted. Uh, Sandra and Pitsy get drunk and eat Chinese. This is where I think they're going to hook up at some point, but uh, it, like the no, sequel, they don't do it. They don't do that though. See, this is why this is why the movie maintains maintains its integrity, where it looks like you know the drinking, eating the food, like you said, and then she grabs him by the head, and it looks like she's going to kiss him. She's she's staring at him, but she doesn't, and that's what I, and, I, and I, that's a good scene because had she kissed him, that would have been weird. I would be like, uh oh. That's a weird scene. Like, uh oh, like maybe she's doing the Ed Norton character, you know. But she, because she doesn't, it maintains integrity with her with her character. But but what if the whole thing is a manipulative manipulative? True. And, and, it could and, be. and she's thinking, hey, if you get me off, then I'm gonna be well, not 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 equipment. No, yeah, sorry. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, wrong bad Get me word off, choice. and they're like, I'll 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 fight, I'll give you what you wanted like yeah. twenty years ago. And now he's denying she's denying him. That's part of the manipulation though, no? 
No, like I don't. I, 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 don't pre- think I so. promised this for you, but now you're not going to get it because I'm free. I don't think so because even he kind of still knows. Like it's gosh, man. Like, like I said, this is a weird, weird too because those guys are really good looking, and you know, it's like <laughs> it's like wait, wait a minute, this is like a, like a no brainer, like a no brainer. Uh, so really good, really good, right? Very good movie. And it, and it's it in it just ends. It's yeah. like you know, it's like you're left with like, oh, okay, you have to you have to sit there and now tell yourself, do you believe she was guilty or innocent? So you're it's up to left up to you to 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 decide. So yeah, no, it was it was a good movie, good movie. I forgot to tell you, we should write. We're gonna re rank the movies now. Well, oh, better shoot. better than Barbie and better. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Better than yeah. Flower Moon for me, my money. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of, kind of weird because you know, you know, I like that book, so I, I think, yeah, I would say that this is better than that, even though it's just like it's a relatively um, straightforward murder mystery type thing. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's I guess because it's the way it's acted out. I guess it's you know, it's 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 kind of compelling, and and like, and you don't know in the end. You don't. It's up to you to decide. Better than Maestro. Oh, absolutely! Forget that. Now, Forget about that. Now, here's the big challenge for you: Is this better than Holdovers for you? No, I still like st- Holdovers. Is still Holdovers. Holdovers is still my favorite. I, I, I was telling Mark about that yesterday. I'm like Holdover, like you mother, you mother. Uh, <laughs> Paul Giamatti in a movie, and you got '70s. You got the, you know, come on, you can't beat that. I'm gonna say this for my money. This is better than uh, Holdovers. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, the Holdover. Yeah, Holdovers is one of those sentimental movies to me now. I'm probably going to say Oppenheimer Anatomy of a Fall jumps to number two so far, I think, okay. for me. Yeah, I think the only difference is, for me, is it's holdovers, and then this is this comes in at number two. And then I think oh, I had what? Oppenheimer. Wait, no, no. What? Isn't, uh, Oppenheimer is, doesn't go to the top automatically? No, I don't think so. Oh. I, I, you remember, you liked Oppenheimer more than I did. Wow. Remember that. And you told me, like, oh, you got to see it a second time. And Anatomy of a Fall is better than Killer Moon for you. Yeah, yeah, Flower Moon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. Did you watch the new episode of Masters of the Air? No, I okay, watched I can't, the. I can't, say, I, I, I can't say anything. Oh yeah, don't say anything. I saw the I saw the second one, and I know it came out okay. yesterday. And I was almost, and yeah. I was like, get, like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, do I do it? But then I keep seeing, I keep seeing uh, what the Elvis popping up in every commercial and like it's in every movie now. Like, Is it? It's like an Yvonne Sarant or some cologne commercial. <laughs> he's like, he's like, look, yeah, look at me, like I'm hot. And then I just saw him in the in a trailer for Dune. He's like, he's playing the uh, the Sting character in Dune. Oh, he's yeah. like, bald. he's like yeah. silver and bald in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw we saw that. Yeah, he's like in everything. <laughs> Dude's a good looking uh, dude. Imagine one of my imagine one of my crazy friends from back. He he's got that same look as him, same look as one of my one of my psycho friends from back in the day. But he looks as a kid. I'm like, man, he looks like that. And now I know why girls like this weird guy as a kid because he was good looking and he looks like him. Uh, let's do fishes next. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Man, this is like this is like a <sighs> self indulgent. Hey, hey, like, hey, guys. Um, this is gonna be like a fifty percent ad lib episode where just get in there and say whatever you want and just because you, you're gonna go for an Emmy. This is the Emmy winning episode, so just yeah. say what you want. Yeah, so this is a comedy. They want they want, they want an Emmy for comedy. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. This, this is a dark comedy. This. This, is, this turns it into a like a black comedy. <laughs> uh, a right, dramedy. Let's get, let's get another poor going um before we get started on this. Yeah, it's starting to get a little warm over here. It's kind of Is weird. It really? It's been like 60s. Um, 
Oh, here we go. I'll play some music featured in this last episode. Yeah, you know what's weird? An hour long episode and none of the music to me is recognizable. And I'm like, you had a good chance. Cause it just takes place four and, a, four and a half years prior. You had a good chance to play some music that I like in here. This is the uh, Christmas song by Weezer, which I had never heard of before. Oh, yeah. Gosh, Weezer had one song. Come on. Stop stop, stop trying to make them have more songs. They had that one <laughs> Billy, that Buddy Holly song. Like, dun, 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 with the, with the using scenes from, uh, from Happy, uh, Days. Happy Days. You know what's so weird? They must have had a contract with, with Microsoft, because I remember that was a part of one of Microsoft's programs back in the day, like a video program. They must have, like, they must have bought it from them. Huh. Oh, oh god no no i can't do this can i do this live like on, on the air absolutely oh, oh shoot oh, all right see, let's do you it. see that there that's not dog it's that's a not a dog that's not a beer that's an even i'm taking this out of the can man i'm not even gonna pour this right it, it is one of one of one of our favorite breweries Oh, it's, so right, funny you, it's so funny when I pulled it out I'm like oh like a biggies like a biggies Ooh. oh shoot uh, I've been time I have a couple of thoughts about this well let's get into it first and then we'll talk briefly about it so this is um, barely and emphasis on barely barely biggies blood orange bubbly beverage bubbly beverage is that the new no word bonanza now? no uh, no oh, there's no bonanza here there's no like 10 percent bonanza this is less than 0.5 percent alcohol by volume and this is of course alvarado street brewery this is a non-alcoholic brew with blood orange and vanilla did you give a roll or you don't you drink from the can yeah you would drink this from the can though right you wouldn't drink it from a, a glass Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. But I actually poured it in because it because because it's because it's basically water like with the little fruit and hops. So, all right, here we go. It is it is it's thicker than I imagined. What does it smell like? Citrus. Is this gonna be like? Is this just gonna be like a, a soda? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. Like a, it should be like a fifty-fifty, right? Vanilla and orange. It, it is does like smell 50/50. like that. Yeah. That that's yeah. You just, yeah. You just called it. That's what it smells like. All right. Here we go. Cheers. Prosette. Oh, it, it it's okay. okay. It, it, it is. It horrible. does taste good. It does taste good. <laughs> the problem is there's no, there's no, you know, <laughs> it does I, taste I, good. I'll get a quick fix for that. I'm going to throw some vodka in this. <laughs> they should, they should make this a, a, like a hard version of this, but not beer, but like a hard seltzer. Or well, like I think a, they do have the hard version. I think, oh, I mean seltzer. You're right. Cause seltzer, this is basically a, a seltzer. Or a rum or some vodka, coconut. Something like that. Yeah, this is a seltzer. It's more carbonated too. I would never mistake this for alcohol. No, no, it's 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 it's, it's a it's a seltzer. It's a fruited seltzer. It, it, don't get me wrong, it's good, but it's not a beer. Are there hops in this? <laughs> is there? I don't know. You know, it's not a bad beverage. It's not. It's a good beverage. It's a, you know this is good with the sandwich <laughs> or with the burger. It's a good beverage on a hot it's day. A, a hot day. It's good. Like I want right. to drink the rest of it. It's good. Here's the problem with this: three dollars and forty nine cents. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. 
And you know Shibley ain't marking it up, so you know exactly. You're paying, you're paying yeah. probably three twenty five at the at the brewery. Yeah, yeah. There is no way in hell I'm paying three fifty for a soda. Yeah, and we like Alvarado. This is no way. You're right. It's a, it's a soda. It's good. If this was, uh, if I can get a six pack of this for five bucks, maybe six bucks. Oh, yeah, let's right. make, let's let's make it the same price as Coke. You know, again, which is yeah. still kind of relatively expensive, but. It's not three forty nine a can for for Coke. I pay three forty nine for like a two liter bottle of this for sure. Oh, not even you get that for like ninety nine <laughs> cents on sale. I get five for like ten dollars. <laughs> I'd pay probably the the most I pay for this can. Realistically, maybe a buck fifty. Okay. All right. Can, can I get a real beer? Can I can I get a real real beer now? Like, uh... <laughs> I mean, it does taste good though, right? It's, it's good. Not, it's not it's bad. Good. It's good. It's it's good, but it's not beer. There's nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know. Wait, I'm gonna take wait. it back. Is I it possible taste... if I had like a twelve pack with that with that point four percent like add up? <laughs> it's not. I do taste some beer type what? quality like, to wait it. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's a, that's placebo effect. That's a placebo you know, effect. Actually, you know what I'm tasting on this? A really weird, uh, like kind of like a tamarindo, like the Jarritos oh, tamarindo taste really? to it a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I'm tasting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see it. I see I'm tasting hops. You know what I'm it is? Hops. The hops. <laughs> no, I think it's a citrus. Because because you know the, you know the, the tamarindo drink really isn't tamarindo. It's like a citrus right. that they put in there. It's like yeah, a, no it, tamarind. It contains no tamarindo. Exactly. So you got to simulate that with the yes. like. It's an imitation. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so can I get another beer then? Can I? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> That's not bad. It, for the price point, it's not good, but it's the good of it. Now, this is what I'm talking about now. So I got the <laughs> double dry hopped Melk. Is it Melcher or Melker Street Indian Pale Ale from one of my, one of our favorite breweries, Trillium, 7.2%, rooted in Massachusetts. One of the, uh, is that the 13 colonies? Oh, we didn't do that. I got to go back to my American. Can we go? Is it American history time? We did Civil War. We didn't do the Revolutionary yeah, War. Yeah, but we should know that, like, uh, like the 13 colonies. Boston, Did you say, did you say ABV on this or no? 7.2%. Wow, for this a is, single IPA, huh? No, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah you're right. It's an Indian, Indian pale ale. Although I think 7.2 would be like, a, that's a dub. That's got to be a dub. It doesn't uh, apply yeah. in that. Oh, you can smell that right off the bat. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna I'm gonna be listening to that song all night now. <laughs> listen to the, the listen to the explicit one though. Oh, absolutely! I, I, well, that's the one I've been listening to. Right when the prosecutor says like it's a misogynistic sound, I'm like okay, <laughs> let me listen to it now. All right, here we go. Cheers. Pause it. Yeah, it ain't tasting like that. That's for sure. Oh yeah. All right, Poppy. episode nice. six, fishes. The, the story of the seven fishes. Oh boy, man! This is this was tough, right? Tough for you tough, to get through. Tough. You were right. You 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 knew, and it's funny because you knew that my reaction would be the same. It would be like, <laughs> oh, he's not gonna. Because I I constantly go on. You know, when I talk about the bear, I go one of the one of the selling points of the bear is it's short. Yep. You get in, you get out, you have your one or two characters are prominently portrayed. Yeah. Not this time. Long and there's like 50 characters in this episode. 
everybody, basically, almost everybody previously is in this episode. We don't get Sid yeah. or Sid's Ibra not there. Yeah, Marcus, Sid, Tina. Uh, <laughs> pretty much everybody, everybody except for Michael and Carmi and uh, Sugar is is uh, is. They're the only ones there. Obviously, it's more of a family thing. But you get Fack and his, I guess, brother. I guess yeah. um, I'm not even and, sure who the other guy cousin is. Cousin Richie. Yeah, cousin Richie. His. Uh, Gosh, who's the wife? I recognize her, and I'm like, I know Richie's wife, but I can't place her. Like, She's I know from her. Uh, Community, is where I know her from. Oh, I thought I, I've seen her in something else because she has like he, eye, certain eyes, and you could tell, like, oh, I've seen her before. Yeah, you have. Uh, shoot, what do we? I think we just saw something with her in it, actually. Yeah, she's got. She's very recognizable. Even though her hair is longer in the, the role. Yeah, because I so what the heck did I see her in? Uh, Jillian Jacobs is the uh, actress. Community. Oh, oh, she does a voice on Invincible. Also. Oh, who is she Invincible? Not uh, Eve. She uh, Eve on Invincible? Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, let's see here. Anything? Mm, hot tub time machine. Oh, 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 Wait, oh, hot tub oh, tub. oh. Um, I got it. She's uh winning time. She's Pat Riley's wife. Oh, oh, wait a minute. But she has dark hair, but she has dark hair in that. Oh, oh, Pat Riley. Okay, Pat, I'm, 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 I was confusing her with the other one that Sue's winds up suing the uh, the owner. She's the wife of Pat Riley. Okay. I believe so. I believe that's uh, that's who she plays. So, yeah, yeah we, we know she's not her. the daughter, and we know no. that. Uh, okay. So, we have seen her recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is basically highlights the dysfunction of our characters and why they're so dysfunctional. Yeah, why they're, why, why, why is Sugar named Sugar? Why is, uh, why was, uh, Mikey depressed? You know, it's, yeah. it's basically, it's trying to put, cram everything into one hour long Christmas, dysfunctional Christmas episode. Yeah, so the whole thing is they're at, um, Donna's house as a mom and she has remarried to Lee, oh, which is what? the uh, oh, see, I was a little confused about that. See, I was, I, I thought Lee was just another like the bro, maybe the bro. No, he says he's Polish, so he can be the he can Polsky. be a, a Berzato. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he's, he's he, so he's so he is the stepfather. So yes, oh, yes. I thought remember, he was like an remember uncle. Mikey, remember Michael says like, hey, you like this is my dad's house. Like you're like you're you're living in my dad's house. Yeah, but see, I wasn't sure if he was like the like you know. But you're right though, because. He can't unless Donna's not Italian, but that doesn't make any sense. Because why is she making the seven dishes, which is an Italian dish? So that wouldn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, so the whole thing's about the dysfunction of the Christmas uh, fam, the family during Christmas time, and the big feast that they're that they're doing, and the preparation yeah. of that. So we see Sugar smoking a, a cigarette outside. Michael joins her, and then Carmi comes out. It, um, but the whole thing, the whole setup is. Sugar's always worried about Donna, and she always has to ask, "Are you okay?" Oh yeah. And so yeah. Michael, so throughout the whole damn thing, they're saying, "Don't ask her." You know what's going to happen? Don't tell if you her ask that. Her. Like, don't say that. She doesn't. Yeah, don't tell her that. Uh, Is it weird that everybody? It's supposed to be four and a half years before. I think it even says like 200, like what is it, like 256 weeks, weeks. prior to opening. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, which is funny. But so I think it's like four, 4.7, like uh, if minus the four weeks that are coming up. So it's like four, four and a half years. Do they, they look older. I'm like, why does everybody look older? <laughs> <laughs> like nobody looks younger. And I like how Richie comes out saying, hey, is this a family meeting that I should be a part of? And they're like, yeah, go, like, get back inside. Like they ignore yeah. him. Also, is Richie's, is Richie's daughter is only four years old. I thought she was older when he's talking to her on the phone. Uh, doesn't yeah. sound four. I thought she was like at least six, maybe eight years old. 
But then we do, we do the math. She's only four, four, maybe four and a half years old. So it's kind of weird. So we see all the interactions with them. Uh, the uh, the Bob Odenkirk character is Lee. Oh um, gosh, yeah. Um, better better call Saul. What was that yeah. movie? He just came in that action one. Where he's like a he's like a some kind of like super soldier type guy. That just came out recently. Yeah, what is uh, he? He's like an accountant or something. He's like an accountant, yeah, but he's like a yeah, yeah. No, it's not a mob thing. I think yeah, he's like a he's nobody. Like a, like an assassin. Nobody. nobody. Yeah, actually, actually, a pretty good movie. I think it's from the yeah. makers of uh, from uh, what's Wick? Wick, John Wick, yeah. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is the mom, Donna. Smash, and she's trying so hard for for an Emmy in this. <laughs> I think she got a nomination. Well, don't forget, she just won uh, best yeah. supporting actress, I think, right for uh, that movie that I didn't like that everybody loves. Uh, everywhere, Can, everything, all at once. Everything yeah, that was. I, yeah, I think I think she's probably did better acting in this than she did in that. So it's kind of that's kind of uh, my thing. But the, can we just go back to her as like the the Jamie character from like <laughs> Halloween? Like, uh, the facts are there. Cicero's there. Uh, Donna's yeah. in the kitchen cooking. Um, there's, so you see that this like Carmi went Carmi went away to school for a reason to get out of here. And so oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The whole yeah, the whole thing about this is there's a reason why Carmi left and he stayed yeah. away. Yeah, even though Carmi wants to, we do get some revelations that Carmi does want to work at the at the is it the beef? I believe yes. the, he does yes. want to work there, but everybody's like, get the hell out of here, man. Get the hell out. Uh, Richie's married to Tiff and she's pregnant. Uh, it's so funny because they're, they're looking for because Tiffy's pregnant, she's getting sick, yeah. And so they're they want Sprite for her. And Carmen's like, yeah, I'll just make some for her. And that was not that was, was like seven, I got a seven up, or <laughs> like we got seven know, up. I don't know how you carbonate, how do you carbonate something because he's like that good, like he knows how to carbonate yeah, water. It's and like, lemon. we have some uh, like Schweppes, <laughs> like a water, and I'll put some uh, mint in there. Uh, let's see. Uh, and so then uh, Richie and Mikey start goofing on Carmi about Claire Bear. So we even we even get the Claire oh, character. Oh, yeah, this, this is a real shoehorn scene to like, hey guys, we gotta kind of explain. <laughs> you know, we've been, you know, we've been, we made, uh, we made Claire like like a pivotal character now, like a love interest. So let's let's shoehorn her now to like, oh yeah, they saw her. She's hot now. You know, she's an intern. You know, she's smart, and and we're talking. It, it's it really seems shoehorned in this. In this context, context, I'm like, ah, come on. They're just doing that for a reason now. So Carmi has this thing, and we we obviously we've seen it through the first season and, and the first half of this season where he doesn't he doesn't know how to express his emotions and he's like being touched. So we see kind oh, yeah. of that stuff there in this episode as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh Richie and Tiffany are talking in the bedroom and they start questioning, like, are they gonna be good parents? Um and also, so, bear in mind that there's a lot of dialogue interspersed. Scenes are cut yeah. real quick, so it's hard to like focus. You get, it's like you're focusing on some things. It's hard to focus on everything in this. Yeah, very frenetic and disjointed and chaotic. Yeah. And, and, and the cam, and it's and it's one of those like those motion cams. So it's like it's all like moving around. Uh, Lee's trying to get Donna to go into to some property business with her. I guess he's kind of like a kind of a get rich quick guy. I'm assuming. And like I didn't even I didn't even notice that because oh. after <laughs> after the way he blows up after I'm like that seems like a scheme like and you're talking about Mikey and his schemes and gosh I didn't yeah. even notice that and so Mikey so you see that stuff get with Mike with Michael and and Lee getting into it so you, oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. there's some tension there right off the bat yeah uh, Richie's trying to get a job from Cicero. He wants out of the beef like like hey man you get it's almost like he's telling him like I know what you do. 
can you get me like you know i know you're in the i know you're in the mob can you get me <laughs> into the you know give me a job and then sister was like like what what do you mean like what, what are you talking about like he's kind of like he's like you know it's a funny scene and his sister was like yeah get, yeah, get out of here man even sarah paulson's in this she plays the michelle character Sarah Paulson is that the see? I don't even know who she is. I assume that she's. I want to say. I, I want to say she's Sarah the older Paulson. sister. No. Oh, she. I, I think she's Donna's sister. Is that what her relationship is? No, she's too young. No. Sarah Paulson. No. No, no. I'm thinking of the girl with the the short hair, with the uh, with the boyfriend with the glasses. Who's yeah, like that's the, Sarah Paulson. She's old. She's, she's not young. young. No. no. I, I feel like I actually thought it was a different actress. I thought it was an actress from back in the day, and that she's older now. No, Sarah Paulson's got to be at least 50. Yeah. 49, yeah. 49, 49. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't look bad. And I, I, I'm like, I, I know her, but I can't place her. Yeah, but then, you're right. When they say the name, I'm like, I don't know who that name is. I thought it was like somebody else, like, like not Rachel Ward, but she reminds me of like Rachel Ward. What was she, is, what has she been in prior? If you can pull it up. Look it up. <laughs> no, I'm not looking. I don't want to look it up. But I feel like I, I know I've seen her before. You've seen her in a ton of things: American Horror Story, Bird Box, Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, um, I've never seen that. Glass, Grey's Anatomy, Deadwood, Desperate Housewives. She's in Deadwood. everything. Oh, yeah, okay. She's been she's been in everything. Yeah, because yeah, I recognize her, but I can't place her. And so she's Donna's sister. I I'm she's related to some people. She's she, there for some yeah. reason. Yeah, and and she's obviously she's or the cousin. relationship. Or maybe she's a maybe she's a cousin of. Uh, yeah. Well, of I mean, the she kids, flat out maybe? tells Carmi to come over, like you're gonna stay in my house in New York. Yeah, and 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 we know that the husband is not related to him. He's like the the kind of a weird guy. He's like a weird younger guy too. It's like, uh, I guess I, I guess that plays into that her whole story. Do you think she's trying to like make advances to Carmi when she says like no. you need to stay with me? No, 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 no. <laughs> I assume I assume they're related in some form, and she's she knows the way the family is, and like hey. You got to get, if, if you're going to be staying around this area, come to New York and stay with me then. Did Sarah Paulson play um, the one attorney in the, in the uh, OJ series or not? Oh, no. Well, I don't her think so. Now. I don't, oh man, that's a good question. I, it's been a while since I've seen that. With uh, who was else is that? John Travolta and uh, David Schwimmer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a, that, that's that show. Was, was that, she in that? I don't think she plays Marsha Clark, I believe. Is that oh, the, yeah. Uh, Why doesn't she play Marsha Clark? No, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Let me see what's good. Uh, Sarah Paulson, boom. Nailed it. Really? As Marsha yeah. Clark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, oh, maybe oh. because... <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, uh, C is in that, too. He plays, uh, I'm looking at, he plays Christopher Darden. Wait. Uh, no. <laughs> No, Sterling no Key way. Brown as Christopher what? Darden. <laughs> so from that, the that dude's in everything. Are you kidding me? They gotta watch that. We gotta watch that over. <laughs> that dude's in everything. That, 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 Key Brown is in that, everything. that came out a long time ago, man. Yeah. That dude's in everything, man. <laughs> gotta watch oh. that predator, that horrible predator movie. With them. We just did that. We did it for the show, I think, didn't we? No, we didn't. We watched the I, other. I've we seen the, it. Uh, we watched. Oh, you saw. Oh, you saw it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not the one with the kid that has autism. We, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that already. We didn't do it for the show, but I think I I, oh, I think I think, we did, I, think no? I think one of your kids made you watch it. Like you gotta watch this movie. It's so bad. I ain't doing it, man. <laughs> Uh, so Michelle's talking to the facts and, uh, and they're like, Hey, is Donna going to do something crazy or what? Like we all know, they all know oh, she's yeah, going to yeah. snap. It just, what is she going to do? Yeah. Uh, 
I feel like this whole, whole episode's about depression, right? This is like a depression. <laughs> Everybody's depressed in this episode. Um, so then the Carmi and Mikey have that moment in like the pantry area there. Yeah. Right? That's, that's kind of a bo- pretty big scene. I think it's Probably a big scene, scene. But, I, but, but I still feel it's kind of shoehorn because it's showing Mikey after the scene's yeah. over. And then, and then when Mikey's in the room alone, he has a breakdown yeah. and it's obviously it's pointing to, you know, to his ultimate demise, but it's almost like, Oh, we got to show you like Mikey being depressed. Yeah, because he's saying, like, I guess Carmi wants to be accepted by Mikey. And, oh, yeah. And he has, like, I guess, like a, I don't mean a big brother, almost like a father. Like, a, hey, like, I want to be, I want you to want to be loved by you. Like, hey, accept me. And, uh, and I want to work with you. Yeah, you're and right. He, you're right. Cause I guess, cause here's the thing they don't say, I guess the father had died, you know, he must have died a while back. Yeah. So you're right. If Lee's the, the stepfather, they can't stand the guy. Yeah. And so Mikey would be, you know, the father figure. Yeah. Um, so he gives them the picture of the bear and saying, hey, let's do it. We can do this. And then we get the uh, let it rip uh, quote from uh, Mikey. And you're right. He has a breakdown. He's crying. He's hitting himself. He's just like, I guess he wishes he could be something that he's not. And, I, you know, I guess we know he's spiraling at this point. And oh, then yeah. we get the other scene. And then obviously he's hopped up on drugs too, right? Wasn't he uh, an addict? Uh, then we learn that he's an addict at some oh, point yeah. during the uh, series. Yeah. Oh, he does say when he went to Copenhagen, he slept in a boat. So that's yeah, they mentioned and they mentioned the imaginary cat. So I guess that's yeah. kind of like, oh, there was never a cat. You just got to feed the cat, but there's nothing there though. I'm telling you, I think he was sleeping with some, the, the whoever owns that boat. They, I think he was they sleeping don't say. I assume it's a guy though. Like, wait a minute, I don't know. I think, well, maybe. I think it's a guy. Yeah, maybe that could work. Uh, let's see. Donna's starting to really fall apart. My, my, my note for the for the Donna character, she she's becoming more increasingly insufferable. Like uh, at this point. Uh, and then so Mikey starts telling a story and then Lee cuts him off and says, Hey, you're telling the same story we've heard like a million times before. Don't can't you find another story? Can't you find a different story? This is like me, like when like you know, I almost tell the same story like a dozen times. I can imagine somebody cutting me off like that. I think I'd be I think I start throwing forks at, at the person too. And so then my and so then Lee starts undercutting him and says, like, why don't you try finishing like a business yeah. plan? Like, oh, like Yeah, so I'm like, wait a minute, like, why are you talking crap to him when you're thinking about schemes? So that's why I'd say I missed the part where he, you know, we, when you mentioned earlier about him doing trying to do a scheme and he's he's telling Mikey, at least Mikey's got a business. Uh and then Pete, Pete enters, and we've seen the Pete character where like they, they that's the one he thinks they think he's a narc at the party, remember? Yeah, but, but isn't Pete married to, to uh sugar? sugar and, uh, yes. Yeah. Also, it, I guess at this point he's not married to I guess they're going out, maybe, or he's just a friend of the family. It, it, and uh, the other weird thing is they also explain sugar's name too, how she put the sugar and she was supposed to be salt, but she there was no need for that. But do we really <laughs> need to know sugar's her nickname? So Pete brings in the tuna casserole and they get all pissed the off at fish. him. <laughs> he can't like have the eight fish. fish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I, mean, I, I was doing a little research on the whole seven fishes, the the you know the Italian American, the Italian uh, tradition. Uh, it's like it, it is it is based. It's a biblical thing, so you can't have eight's going to be bad luck. You can't you can't have eight fishes. Uh, they start sitting at the table. Food's rolling out, and it looks good. It's it's because it, when they show the food being made. With Donna, it looks yeah. like it's a Ooh. real big mess going on. <laughs> you see, like smudges of like like tomato sauce. <sighs> Everything looks like a total disaster. But when the, when the when it's presented, yeah. it looks really good. And you're like, oh, okay, we got some calm in the calm in the storm. 
Uh, let's see. So Donna gets to the table. She's already, and she's loaded on top of that. She's been drinking like oh, yeah. for oh, oh, about that's five the, hours. Uh, that's the other thing that's going on here. Everybody's drinking. You see, like you see, uh, Sugar's got the vodka, and they're putting it. Donna's drink. Everybody's drinking. Uh, let's see. They're trying to figure out who's gonna say Grace. <laughs> um, and then Mike starts. Man, then Mike starts throwing. Mikey starts throwing the forks at Lee. Yeah. Like you do that again, you do that again, and like it's 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 on. And and they're really and they're tagging they're antagonizing each other back and forth. You know, this is oh, my yeah. father's house. Yeah. Uh, and then Lacey's counter with that is like you live with your mom and you're borrowing borrowing money from her and like you're nobody. And you know it keeps on repeating it. We yeah. keep on cutting different shots of his face. You're nobody. It's it's so weird that that step stepfather because he says stepfather character would would even be like that. Like why are you, you know it's like. It's like I've grown up here with you know different you know you're just some random guy that that my mom is into like you know and then it doesn't even look like they like each other anyway they yeah. they, they don't even like each other so it's like why are you here throw another fork and you're gonna get rocked <laughs> <laughs> like we're going outside <laughs> like you mother effer yeah so he has it in his hand like sugars like hey I love you Mikey like don't do it. like, like everyone's don't telling do him it. don't do it don't, don't do, do it. it. Because because even when the uh, the boyfriend does like the grace like uh, is Mikey still holding the the fork uh, like I, I I thank you for like this dinner is Mikey holding the fork Lee I'm not on anything like you you know Pliny's all hopped up on drugs you're nothing uh, let's see Stevie says uh, grace and then of course Sugar says the line Mom are you okay <laughs> like you and she's actually kind of calm at this point too she's no Jeez. she's kicking back and then it's like you mother effer. And that's it. She's like, fuck you. She blows up. <laughs> Sugar. It's kind of weird because I, I swear mm. she goes like, she she leaves the room. Yeah. And somehow she gets to the garage and she gets to our, <laughs> outside and she gets in the car. I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening here? <sighs> and then, of course, so she leaves and then uh, and then Mikey throws a fork at uh, at Lee and they, they start fighting. And you think that's like the epitome. That's like you figured the fight yeah. is going to be the climax of the scene. But no, like Donna. No, somehow Donna done. gets in the car and just. Just she just crashes into the the living room or the you know, the kitchen area or whatnot. It's like, wait a minute, where did she come from? And everybody's yeah. like, oh boy, it's a little much, right? It is, it much. is, yeah. It's a little because now everybody knows the bizarre the bizarros are like out of control, <laughs> mental. Now. Uh, so Mikey actually saying the bizarros too, which I thought was funny. Oh yeah, so the so Mikey's trying to get her out of the car. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Was she was she trying to kill herself? Because she does make allusion to uh, to like offing herself. Like like gosh, I'm not sure if she tells Sugar or or Mikey to, to 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 go get your dad's gun. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> off myself. <laughs> like I'm gonna. So she has. I mean, obviously she's very depressed. Now right, is she depressed because she's just older now and nobody appreciates? It's, it's it's one of those things, right? You get older, and nobody appreciates you what you're doing. Or was she always like that? So, I think it's genetic. So, it's genetics. They're all, they're genetic. all depressed. She's probably always like that, right? Like, yeah. if you can't be the center of attention and nobody's talking to you constantly, you're going to start getting annoyed and pissed off. So then we see, uh, and then so, you know, we see the close-ups on the reaction of Carmi and Sugar, and they're all traumatized. And then we see the cannolis piled up in the corner. We see the fork sticking out of the cannolis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense why Carmi's gone now. So now I, I understand that. Like oh, Carmi gone. I I get it. There's a reason why he went to Copenhagen. Yeah, so that that's it was a tough episode to get through, right? Very tough. Way too <laughs> long. 
way too improv. And I say, you know, I would like to know the uh, the actual how much of that was actual dialogue and how much of it much it was improv. You know, because it, it just seems like a lot of it's like the camera's moving. Just go ahead and go ahead and do your, you know, play your care, play your role. The facts, they're just like goofing around, doing like weird stuff in the background, dancing. It's like I have no idea why they're doing that. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's really heavy handed. It's like eh. I don't know. Yeah, I would say my least favorite episode of the season. I agree. I agree. Now, if I was, I mentioned the time thing. You can't go over that that thirty minutes, and they just blow that away and just ruin everything. Yeah, well, I wonder what the point of that episode was really. I think it's just like explain everything. Like, oh, this is why everybody. Like, do I really need that? We know, no. we know everybody's messed up. Like, you don't need to do that explanation like that. We definitely don't need background and why everything is what the way it is. Yeah, it's actually yeah, better, yeah. especially better. That I don't know. It's it's exactly. I don't need to know Michael's past. I mean, yeah, you can you can pull out every once in a while, pull like he had death and whatnot and stuff like this. But I don't need to see this scene. You know, like oh, he's breaking down and you know, the, oh, the argument with the with the, like you know with the the, the characters, other the, the stepfather. I don't need to see that. Well, let's see. Oh, so we got the so how many episodes are in this season? Eight or ten? Well, I'm this not is, sure. I didn't. Uh... So we have a couple of more episodes left of this. Um. What else? Let's do another pour. What do we got left? I think we just have the other jar. I think, right? Is there another jar? Oh, oh I, th- I think so. I got. I had three so far. There, is there oh, four? Maybe none for you. Maybe you didn't get that one. Might have skipped you on uh, that one. Maybe. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's an orange. Orange. Right, I might. I went into the archives for this one, so I don't know. I can't. I can't. Uh, I'll tell you right now, it looks like a sour. It's the coloring is more <laughs> orange, peaking duck orange, I believe. Yeah, and it's an old school sour. I'm surprised it has that much uh, carbonation left in it. Cool. Oh, it smells like it's uh, might be a little it, soy, it, little soy oh, sauce. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Maybe, maybe not. All right, here we go. This is now the defunct rare barrel. Oh shoot. Yeah, I think probably the last bottle I think I have of this is 2018. So this is a good uh, six-year-old mired in the rind. Golden sour beer aged in oak barrels with blackberries, lavender, and lemon peel. Nine, oh wait, 7.3% alcohol by volume. It's It still smells very funky and tart. So let's let's see if if time has calmed it down. All right, cheers. President. Oh yeah, that yeah, it's definitely mellowed out. Yeah, definitely, because you know the the rare barrels were very astringent, pucker pucker sour. Absolutely, yeah, that's definitely been tamed. Yeah, nice. Probably the last bottle I have of theirs. And uh, much isn't rare barrel defunct now, or um... yeah, um, cellar maker bought their spot, and I think they're still producing some of their beers. But, oh, okay. Uh, its original form is Dunzo. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Queen's Reich, The Warning. Did we say 1984? Yeah. For whatever reason, when you play, I was playing on Spotify, it says 83, but it's actually 84, because 83 is when the uh, EP came out. It's kind of a weird, you know, it's, it's, we hear the albums, we hear the music, we like the music, and then you look at the lyrics because you really don't. I don't know the lyrics of any of these no, songs. No, I, I, I never. I, I, I have always <laughs> made up lyrics, especially when it comes to heavy metal. Like uh, the, the song N M One Five Six, that's a Terminator song to me. And you yeah. realize when, it, when you when you read the lyrics, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not really about the Terminator. But I'm still gonna make it. Th- those lyrics are the mm. Terminator. I swear, this is supposed to be a concept album, even though you're saying no. 
It's a, no, supposed to be a concept album. Everything's loosely tied to rebellion and overseers and overwatchers and fighting. It's all tied uh, together. It, I mean, uh, I, I, <laughs> I can't see that because they do have the de facto concept album. And the album that would follow it, Rage for Order, has more of a concept of stalking and stuff like that. I, I, to me, this is like fantasy and like kind of toying with the idea of maybe political and stuff like that. Yeah, but you don't think there's a theme that runs through the, through each of these songs that are interrelated? Not unless it's a theme of like, give me a sword and you know, <laughs> pretty iconic voice. I love uh, this Jeff album. Tate, and bear in mind, right? I love this album. This album, I had the cassette of this. I believe Tony had the the LP, so so we used to play that all the time. And now, and I'm, I'm not, gosh, I didn't check this. But if I'm not mistaken, I definitely NM one five six I believe was the first track on side two, and then the the big track Take Over the Flame was two. So I believe we we wore out side two compared to side one. Um. So you looked at the lyrics for all these songs for this? Uh, no, this but I have, I have, but I didn't, I didn't sit there and study them. And you're right. It's there's a little. It's mostly fantasy, but there's a little. There's some politics in there. The warning. See, I've always, like I said, I make up my own, my own things. This is all about, like, I got this. I'm, I got the sword. I'm going in. <laughs> this is like a. This is the prophecy, though. This song's about the prophecy, right? It's the warning. Well, which is funny because the the other single that's not on here is the the the, the prophecy. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you which, go. Which should be on here. They probably said, "Hey, we, we can't have a warning song and a prophecy song. Like, you'll choose, you only get to choose one." <laughs> no, I no actually, considering that that demo did not have "Take Hold of the Flame." I think that's like they're like, hey, we gotta get rid of prophecy, and because this song sounds so good, let's put "Take Hold of the Flame" in. Iconic voice, Jeff. Oh, Tate. absolutely, yeah, the the great Geoff Tate. Yeah, it sounds it sounds good. I mean, and remember at, the, at this time we're playing D and D now. You know, Tony, you know, Mark and I and whatnot. You know, we're sitting, and this is like, oh, it's like it's fantasy. Like, don't like don't listen to the lyrics. It's like you know, we we hear like. Like like beating like <laughs> masters and like you know grabbing a sword. Yeah, the master of nations revealed. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, the boss character. That's not like the president or anything like that. That's just like the boss. Why is this song called Enforce? But the the, the chorus is Enforcer. Taking hold of... <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Actually, does that in the other song? I think I think he has a cover. Uh, the writer was had a thing with French. Cause there's a song in the next album called the New Regal, like any uh, any you like like any you like new. Sounds good. Like I'm like, yeah, and obviously it's obviously it's like a like an Iron Maiden type thing. You're on the horse with your sword, dressed like Conan. Yeah, so I would say it's related. Then you have Deliverance, which talks about like uh, you know, you're being oppressed. Yeah, being oppressed by the Dark Lord. Yes. <laughs> the dark, you're making <laughs> it Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I mean, because it wasn't to the next album when you realize, oh, wait a minute. I think they were talking about something else all along. They were talking about, like, stalking and, like, like real-world values. I love this, man. Yeah, and said, it's, all, to... it's all related. I, I didn't, I didn't read the, the, the research on it, but... Yeah, I, I I do know that it was blasted as being like cliched, like cliched heavy metal, <laughs> like Spinal Tap. Really? Like, oh yeah, yeah. At the time when it came out, I, I loved it though. No sanctuary, so again fighting. Oh, like a ballad. You got the you got the like a power ballad. <laughs> like you. Where's that operatic voice coming out? 
Did we say J- Jeff Tate's uh, trained formally? I believe he is. I, be- I believe he was. Down, down. <laughs> Were, were most of your friends in the Queensryche? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As far as I know, what about Martin? Tony definitely was. Like I said, he had the vinyl. No. In fact, it, gosh, it, in fact, even the next album, Rage for Order, which, which I consider a really good album. Um, yeah, we were into that. I think that was the last one that we really listened to, though. Yeah, it wasn't until years later that I got, I got into Operation Mindcrime. It's really interesting, though, because talking about 1984. I don't think this sounds like a lot like the other stuff that was out during this yeah, time, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I, even though they go, oh, it's an Iron Maiden derivative. What? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That was used against them. I don't see any relation musically. That's, that's what the, that's what that's what critics were saying. Like in Hit Parader, or maybe not. You know, what? like Kerrang magazine. There's always like there's always going to be reviewers that say it's derivative of something. Does Jeff Tate sound like Bruce Dickinson? I don't think. Well, I don't so. think so at all. No. No, but I think this is a sound in general. Huh? I don't. I don't understand that uh, that comparison. And of course, NM one five six, which I used to call the Terminator song. This is <laughs> this is one of my favorites on the album. So this is. I see again. I'm I'm looking at the progression of tracks. Um, and I think I called down. I I obviously thought the same thing as Machines Have No Conscious. Oh yeah, more, yeah. I think it's more like a Big Brother song. Is yeah, yeah, it's it not exactly. Be. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm 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 picking pulling words out like machines have no conscience. <laughs> I think I think it's like the robotic. Everyone has to think the same. It's like yeah, big, yeah, it's a yeah. bit more it's, of a Big Brother. Exactly. It's not really. It's not. It's not literally. <laughs> it's figure figuratively. And at the time, remember the Terminator was was big. You know, I was like, oh, the Terminator's you know, cool. So it's oh yeah, this is the this is Terminator part one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, then probably one of my favorite songs. Uh, arguably, well, uh, argue. I mean, people say like uh, some of the latter songs are bigger, but this is this really is the the definite Queens Reich song. It's it's like their benchmark song. Yeah, with silent lucidity, get out of here. What is yeah, people, that? Yeah, so, yeah, well, yeah. Get out of here. People That's love nonsense. that. People love that song. I, to me, this is the benchmark right here. This song is probably the best song they have, and I wouldn't even put silent lucidity in the the conversation. I, I agree. I'm not a big fan of silent lucidity, but it's popular. It's like uh, Winds of Change from... Uh, from uh, That's exactly what it is. It probably came out yeah. the same year. That's exactly, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. If I look at the release dates for those two songs, I'm pretty sure they're a year apart at yeah. most. Yeah, that was off the Empire mm-hmm. album. Wait, was Silent City off the of Empire? No idea. Yeah, see, yeah I, don't think you, I don't think you get past uh, the warning, right? Uh, no, but I do know the other big song I remember was popular was I Dream in Infrared. Oh, that's off Rage of Order. How do you remember that? That's like, how do you even remember that? That's kind of weird. I actually have, I, oh, I have it, I have it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, Rage of Order is a great, it's a great <laughs> album. And that, and that is like a, like a stalking uh, conceptual album. I remember this is a big song. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did it get, did it get radio play or why do I know the song? I, I can't, I don't remember Rage for Order getting all that much. I, to, to me, we had the, we had the, I had the cassette and Tony had the LP. And I don't remember, I don't, it probably was, but I don't remember it being a big album. In fact, and I think can... I think it kind of ruined their career. 
<laughs> and the Chemical Youth one song I remember as well. Wow. Okay. So then you do. Okay. So you do remember it then. I thought for sure you didn't know Rage for Order. At least those two songs. Yeah, it's a good album. It's like I said. It's 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 a lot of stalking going on in this album. Before the storm, see, before the storm, it's all. It is all. Yeah. all these songs are interrelated. Yeah, the storm of the evil empire. Like, uh, yeah. like I need, I need to stop like those encroaching soldiers. But it really, it's like a yeah. political thing. <laughs> and then child of fire. Is this album in your, your repeat play queue or no? No, but like I said, I have to cassette. Not well, not anymore. But it's it's a it's no? a part of like my full metal playlist, which is thousands of songs. But it's not. Although I'll tell you one thing, I listened to it probably like you know you always talk about listening to like albums like a dozen times. I probably yeah. listened to it over like a dozen times just just for these listenings. I think it brings back a lot of memories for me. It was a part of my childhood. It's funny because this is on a regular rotation in my house. This album, really? Yeah. Wow. I play this, I don't know, I play it frequently. Wow. Yeah. Road to Madness. Another good power ballad. Yeah, I think I think that this, like, he's talking about going mad, but he's already dead. I think it's what the, yeah, uh, I did look at the lyrics. The, uh, the evil overlord <laughs> has has cast the spell, and he's, uh, <laughs> needs to resist. I couldn't, uh, I, the lyrics are very pretentious, as I'll tell you yeah. that much. I will so say I, maybe that they I, they definitely become more defined as the albums go by. Like I said, like Rage for Orders, it, it, we listen to lyrics. It's produ- produ- to me, it seems like it's about stalking and stalking and being obsessive. And then, and then Operation Mindcrime is a conceptual album all the way through. It's about like a character and his mm-hmm. whole arc. So that's that is a story. This reminds me of the uh, almost kind of loosely like the Bathory album we did. Oh, but that had a central yeah. character. So not, yeah, 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 not yeah. quite like that, but kind of similar. Um, the the lyrics are definitely pretentious. It sounds good. The music's good. He sounds good. Yeah, I think that's the whole point, though. You're really not supposed to pay attention to the lyrics. Make up your own lyrics. You're listening to a song. You're drinking. You're at a party. You know, we're 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 what 15 years old. <laughs> we're drinking, and you know, we're having some lucky laggers, and we we got the we got, we got the ghetto blaster that's sucking up eight like D batteries, like cassette speaker. <laughs> we're not thinking about lyrics. Oh, 84. Yeah, we're old. Uh, so this isn't on your regular rotation. No, it's a part of my uh, my uh, heavy metal uh, playlist. So on mm-hmm. any given day, what are you listening to? Oh, it depends. It depends. It depends on how I feel. A lot. A lot of the stuff I listen to, if you know, if I'm going to be honest, is going to be more electronic, like you know, the stuff that uh, I got. Probably in the latter point, in the two thousands, synth pop. Like, so, are you are you doing Ollie? Are you like doing like an Ollie? Oh no, yeah, the... I've been. Oh yeah, that's gonna be my. I can t- I can tell you right now, that song is gonna be that album. The there's like nine different versions of the song. That's gonna be my top track for uh, for twenty twenty four. What do you unwrapped? You have like, your you have your antlers and your bottle of Dom. Yeah, I was talking about. That's how my friend that. Uh, like, I need some Dom Perignon and antlers. Happiness. Loneliness. <laughs> Need some X, like some X, to, uh, to 
<laughs> so on any given day, what are you listening to? You listen to the Carpenter? You start out with some early morning no, Carpenters no, to wake I, up? I, no, no, no. I rarely what? listen to the Carpenters. It's the mostly heck? electronic music. It's either going to be heavy metal, you know, electronic. It's yeah. It's it's it's, it's going to be random. It depends it depends on how hmm. I feel. Okay. I don't so have you, a I don't have a, a, a like a set thing. Really, I would yeah. say for me. I'm so you know with the Bevon playlist we've been building up for the last couple of years, so it's a pretty good playlist now, right? Because yeah. we have all the songs that we've done on the show or whatever. So I would say the Bevon playlist is probably what I have the most, um, gets the most play in my house. I have eight eight hundred and fifty songs on the, that playlist. Oh now, wow! So. Okay, and that's yeah. everything from the beginning from. Uh, you know, um, 10 Seconds of Love and Panama, the early, the early days. <laughs> it's, it really is a chronicle of like the stuff that we've done here, right? Because then I got like Civil War from uh, Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah, yeah. When we were doing, uh, when we were doing the Civil War piece at the early on, Battle Hymn of the Republic. Some of the, then we looked at the Van Halen album. I can look through this and tell you what we're what we were uh, working on the on the show at that time. But so that's a big playlist I got. Um, I do a Morrissey playlist. I have a George Michael playlist. So that's always easy stuff to play th throughout the house because then it's a mix of that stuff. I don't yeah. think I do like mixes though. Like I don't say like I don't think I have a, like a heavy metal. I have like a rap playlist, I guess, but I don't have like a metal playlist. Yeah, typically I I have like a play unless it's like a new like an old band that puts out a new album, which I'll listen to like the album. For example, Saxon just put out a new album. And, you know, I saw Saxon back in the day. A new so album. A new a new album. Yeah, they're like I, seventy you know, years you know, old. Yeah, exactly. Oddly enough, the the singer Biff, uh, what's his name? I forgot his last name. Biff. He he still sounds the same. He's one of those guys. Maybe maybe that's the studio that helps him out. But the guy still sounds the same. Now the album itself, I didn't think it was all that great. I thought the last album was actually better. But it's the guy still making music. On the flip side, I don't I don't know if you've seen this yet. Uh, Bruce Dickinson put out a, a new solo album. I apparently has hmm. singles. And apparently they're not they're not. Uh, you can tell Mark too because <laughs> like Mark was like complaining about this. That yeah, it's like it's not very good. Is that and that's out already. Yeah, it's uh, I forgot what it's called. It's a uh, he has a video of it where he's like a preacher guy. And so you're saying that hey, if uh, if um, if what's his name ain't writing the the stuff, it ain't good. Oh yeah, yeah, I've all <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was joking about that. But Mark's saying that he that that he you know he he does have some good solo albums. Like there's that one of uh, that Chemical Warfare song, uh, Chem Chemical Romance uh, album that he has. Bruce, he says like that's like a good album. And so if Steve Harris ain't writing the war, ain't writing the lyrics. I the feel story. that way. That's my personal opinion. That Steve has to write those those. Doom, 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 doom. He's got to write those you know those beats in there. So it looks like he has two albums that were released this year. One's called The Mandrake Project, and one's called Rain on the Graves. Oh wait, that's a single. So I guess yeah, it's a single. Mandrake yeah, Project. I think that's a, that's the one that he has a video of. Yeah, that's like the recent one. Oh. Oh, 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 so there's an album that's going to drop on March 1st, which we're going to have to right. review, called The Mandrake oh, Project. Oh, God. Okay. They released two songs from that. One's called Afterglow of Ragnarok, and the other one's called yeah. Rain on the Graves. Yeah, the Ragnarok came out a while back, and the Rain on the Graves is the new one where he has a video where he's like, he's like, act he's trying to act in it. Let me see what this is about. <laughs> oh, it's not, uh, yeah, not very good. I don't hear no bass. I don't hear no Steve Harris yeah, driving bass. <laughs> Uh oh, I hear a lot of uh, build. Oh. Okay. Where's Bruce at? 
Who's pl- who plays with him? Is the question. Uh, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know the other musicians. Are they like musicians for hire? Yeah. Okay, one thing. You know Bruce's voice. You know, so that's the one thing that's it's almost like there. You know, it's funny though, but it sounds like it's mixed so that he's louder than the instruments. Like <laughs> something that Steve, something that Steve wouldn't, wouldn't like go he for. Allow that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve is like, yeah, uh, Bruce's volume, like lower, lower his volume a little bit. It's oh. like the live evil. It's like the live evil mixing. Oh shoot! So doing like so because I was talking to like Bruce, I was talking about Bruce to uh, to Mark yesterday, and God, I didn't even realize this, but you know how Dawkins does like the Dream Warrior in the yeah. uh, in the the Nightmare on Elm Street. Apparently, yeah. in Part Five, the Dream Child, um, uh, there's an Iron Man song in there. And it's and uh-huh. it was supposed to be like for the for the album, but but Steve was like, "Hey, I like that song. Let's put it on our on our album." And it's that song, "Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is that really is that really in the movie? Is that really? I don't remember that. Like, bring your daughter. Yeah, Bruce is louder than the instruments. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm at ten, and like the instruments are like at four. Is it my imagination? His vocals are louder. Well, it's his band. I mean, you know. I, I actually like the mix though, because we always talk about we always talk about the vocals get drowned out with by the instruments. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if they do it because the, the singers can't sing or what. Um, but I I want to hear the I want to hear the words and the and the singer. This is all Bruce, right? Oh yeah, it's all Bruce. You had to watch a video. It's like it's really bad, <laughs> bad acting by by Bruce in the video. It's 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 not. I mean, don't get me wrong. The uh, Iron Maiden videos are pretty bad too, but it's just it's like oh, you know. But just, can we just show Eddie just like floating around? You know. Well, I mean, hey, let's face it. Nothing's worse than the Dio videos. Come, no, come on, true, yeah. come on. Come People on. love that. People <laughs> love like those old where he's like dressed like a quote unquote a warrior, like like he's like dirty with a sword. <laughs> come on now, let's talk about yeah, no, the no, ego. Bad I I think I saw one one actual Dio video. It's one of the latter ones, probably for gosh, I forgot what album, Sacred Sacred Heart maybe. But the video is actually not bad because it doesn't really show like any like overacting. It's just like the band. Infer of like like a fire or something like that. So it's not that bad of a video. It would be like Hobbit class with a deer or what? <laughs> <laughs> a little oh, bit bigger boy. than a Hobbit. <laughs> uh, so this comes out March first. I think we're gonna have to review it in, uh, in right. a couple of weeks. All right. Yeah. Oh, All the right. other thing was oh, we were talking oh. about like the music. We're talking about like uh, anniversary music. Yeah. You know, instead of pulling out one central album that we both do, I was thinking that we should pull out a. Uh, what's it called? Like a like actual straight year, like of 84, 94, 2004, uh, 2024. Well, obviously not 2024, but an anniversary, 10-year anniversary of an album that we like, that we think that we that okay. I haven't heard not, and you haven't heard. Yeah, like ICYC. ICYC, um, there you go. Why don't we just do that with the Wheel of Time then? But I mean, that's that's what, that's what we used to do with Wheel of Time. Yeah, but this is anniversary. I mean, because because you know, I, I have a couple of albums that I I don't think you know these albums. So I you know I'd be like, hey, I can give you this one, and then you can give me something back. Are we talking about a particular year, or just has to be? No, an no, no, no. As long as it as long as it fits into seventy four, eighty four, ninety four, two thousand four, yeah, you know, tw- uh, two thousand fourteen, then it's fine. Okay. And am I I might choose an album I've never heard of, but it ha- it's popular. Oh, I thought you were going to go with uh, something that you might have, like maybe some rap or something. Maybe, maybe. 
maybe it gives me some ideas. Uh, we know we're doing two episodes of Masters of Air of the Air on Monday, and then we got our movie for next Saturday, plus probably another beer episode. So it looks like we're probably pretty set for next week. Uh, I still got to get that book. I I was looking at that book online, and for some reason, the, the Kindle version said 500 pages 500. on it. I was like, wait oh, a minute. Oh, yeah, you saw it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw like 300 it. pages like, of yeah. the... Uh... I don't know. I gotta. I gotta I'll do some. Addendum? I'll do some research on that. Uh, anything else? No. All right. This has been B Vaughn. I'm Leonard. And I'm Gregory. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>